Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. The Who. Babu O'Reilly. God, it just gets you in the best mood. I'll tell you. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I've missed you. Another week, another day, another dollar. And uh, God, I'll tell you, so much going on, so much to address, so much to establish. Foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my co-hosts and sponsors. You guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, The show is listened to in 25 countries and on 70 online platforms. Again, that's 25 countries, 70 online platforms. Everybody, oh my God, you know, nothing but great things to report. I'll tell you, uh, we have a lot planned uh, for the future of the show. Uh, As I said before, I am working out a lot of deals with a lot of big networks, and uh, we just keep evolving. And uh, I, I lo- I'm loving every second of it. Um, guys, 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 I hope you had a great weekend. I hope it went accordingly. I, I hope it was fun. I hope it was productive. Um, uh, you know, what a world we are living in. I mean, I, you know, it, it literally is straight out of a movie. It's literally straight out of a movie. Whether it's rioting in the streets, whether it's, you know, cancel culture, whether it's uh, coronavirus, I mean, all this bullshit. I'm like, you know what? And I'm going to go on a rant. You know, screw it. I mean, I'm just going to do this. You know, I'm tired of the whole cancel culture thing. Let people have their own opinions. You know, I'm going to say I am going to be who I am. And that's that. There, there's, no, there, there, there's no changing Rory Sodder. Rory Sodder is going to be Rory Sodder. That's why he's so powerful. That's why he's so strong. That's why he's so passionate. That's why he's so enthusiastic. That's why he's so talented. And you know what? At the end of my career in radio, I will go down as the Michael Jordan of radio. I will be better than Howard Stern. I will be better than Rush Limbaugh. And and I, I don't say this to brag. I don't say this to sound arrogant. I say this because I'm devoted to my to my trade, to my craft. And when I want something bad enough, <laughs> I get it. Believe me. Uh, you know, there, there, there is nobody who will fight harder for something than I will. You know, I, you know, I obviously, uh, I'm not going to, you know, always be politically correct. I don't give a shit how you feel. I'm going to say what's on my mind. If I offend you, take a hike. I, don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to my show. I, I'm sick of you little freaking millennial pricks, you know, trying to uh, whine and cry about every little, you know, fucking thing I say. Like, who, like, move on. Move the fuck on. If I keep hearing whining mofos on social media saying, oh, come on, I'm done with it, man. I have my opinions. I'm firm on, firm on them. I have strong stances. I've never changed. I've always been the same. What you see is what you get. I am authentic. I am genuine. I am a genius. I am Mozart. I am Warhol. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Nike, Google, the Beatles, Michael Jackson. I am telling you, don't, don't, don't marginalize me or try to delegitimize me because you'll lose. And when I run for Congress in 2022, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. You know why? Because of my confidence, because of my, my, just my determination. Because I take no bullshit from anybody. And I speak to people like they're my friend 
and like they mean something rather than a, a stupid ass politician who doesn't care about you. They only care about you. Know, and I, you know what? I, I'm very wealthy. Let, let, let's put that out there. I am, I, I am well off. I'm not getting into this business for the money, which, you know, not 99% of people, that's the reason they get in it. Because, you know, it's, it's a sad, sad state of affairs in that realm when, you know, they, they forget who they're working for. It's we the people. Those are the, those, the, those are the facts, but they don't understand facts. And I'm talking about both sides of the aisle. I'm sick of both sides on certain things. I mean, you know, you got the rhinos and you got the far leftists and then you got all these globalists, so on, so on. But guys, you will never, ever cancel me. I will say and do whatever I want. Whatever. You, you know what? And, and you, you know what's funny? Is I am prob- perhaps the most outspoken and unfiltered person Howard Stern probably in radio. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not crude. I don't, I don't, you know, talk about a bunch of, you know, dirty shit. I, I just, you know, if, if the F-bomb, you know, comes naturally or any of these words, that's, then, then so be it. And you know what? If I get fined for it, you know, I don't care about, you know, you know how many times I've had to deal with the FEC? The FEC? I mean, the, 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 they are FCC, my bad, FCC. But they, they're, they're a mess. They're a joke. They're pathetic. I've already been fined multiple times. I don't care. Like, do you think fining me is going to solve your problems? Like, does that make you feel better? Because, you know, and, and, and by the way, FCC, if you're listening, I'm going to pay you back the slowest way possible. I'm in no rush. And by the way, I will fight some of these. Some of these allegations and some of these, well, they're not allegations, right? Some, some of the stuff I said on air. I'll go to court with you on some of these all day long and I'll win. And other ones, you know what? Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, uh, you know, could have, uh, you know, uh, held back on some of the French, but, uh, but no, no, you're, you're not going to win this one. FCC. You're not going to win this one. I say, I say what I, what I feel, what I believe too many people in life want to sugarcoat. They want to lie. They want to be phony. They want to pretend they want to put on this, some sort of whatever you want to call it persona for other people. That's bullshit. Fucking be you. Be you. Like, like my, like, I'm like an energizer bunny. Like, I'm like a robot. Like, my mind is beyond creative. It's extremely unique. Um, I, I'm, I never stop thinking. I, I sleep about three to four hours a night, and I'm back up working. Um, I invest a lot of money into real estate, a lot, a lot of money into the stock market. I, I, as everybody knows, my other main profession is I own a mobile app development company. So we build Android and iPhone apps uh, for corporations, small businesses, you name it, we do it. I've been doing uh, tech and coding for about 10 years. Um, and, you know, this radio show. I mean, we have some huge sponsors. You know what? And, and all, all sponsors really care about are our, our, our ratings. They don't, they, you know, not, some of them care about what you say, sure. They want to censor you or they want to, you know, do certain things to you. But what they really mostly, honestly, truly look at are what your numbers are. And then, I mean, my numbers speak for themselves. I'm looking to 25 countries. So, you know, it's an interesting time, guys. Um, God, I, I, I go on these rants, man. I, I tell you what, people tell me all the time, they don't know how I do it. They don't know how I improvise so well, how I just keep speaking and talking. But you know what? It's a gift. I pick, as you guys know, I picked up the mic one day, and 
It became a natural, natural habit for me. It became, you know, something that I was, uh, you know, destined to do. Something I was, something I was made for. You know, and uh, this whole podcasting industry, I encourage anyone who, uh, you know, is sane, logical, helpful, uh, you know, and insightful to, you know, utilize this industry. Go capitalize. You know, go go build a base. Because there's everybody nowadays, I mean, especially in quarantine, everybody's doing podcasts. Everybody. Everybody. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm my my whole mindset, and I and I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about this today. Is that I will work harder than anyone. If somebody is in my way or stands in my way, I will work harder than them. I will get I you know what? And that and that's how you win. That's how you win in life. That is how you win. Pussy out. You go at you go at their face. Not physically. Not not. not I'm talking about metaphorically, guys. And people take my stuff out of context all the time. But you know what I mean. You've got to be a bulldog. You've got to be like a Donald Trump personality. Why do you think he's respected so much? Because the guy's got giant brass balls. Nothing intimidates him. He, I, I mean, I've never seen anyone who is that good at showing no emotion. It's like nothing phases him. Beyond impressive. Uh, I want to introduce to the show, we have Crime Expert, and he's now a best-selling author, a good friend of mine. Uh, Carlo Cavazzuti. Carlo, what's going on? Hey, Rory, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How, how the hell? I can't hear you very well. You're a little, a little muffle, muffle, muffly over there. Oh, I think, I think I got all the volume up and everything, so um, um, don't know what the problem might be. Anyway, I loved your rant. You are right. You will speak your mind. You will go toe-to-toe with anyone that steps up or has the brass balls to step up to you in a political battle, no matter what it is. You got it. And in 2022, I pity the person that you're going to crush into the ground. No, I know. I agree. I agree. And I'm going to win. I'm going to win, too. And I'll win, and and I'll be laughing in people's faces that doubted me. Because you know why? Like I said, Carlo, I'll win because my determination, my passion, I never give up. You know, when I was a little kid, everybody used to say, go be a bill collector. I mean, you're relentless, dude. You're relentless. That's right. But you have a following of people that are – people that are well-known and people that are go-getters. I mean, Joe Murphy, I know he can't be on tonight, uh, but John Cummings is going to call Love in Joe. at Joe. Joe's, place. A good, Joe's a good friend. He'll, Joe, will, Joe will always be a good friend and mentor and just a, Absolutely. a, a, great, Absolutely. a great value. He's just a great value of the show he, and just so, so genuine. Love him. Yep, and, and John Stubbins. I mean, two great people. Uh, Love John Stubbins too. Shout out to John Stubbins. I know he listens to the show. John, I love you too, John. I love you, man. We just talked the other day. I'm gonna get you on Thursday. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, shout out to John Stubbins. Well, you know, Joe Biden uh, has now had another uh, lure hooked uh, hooked into him because of his son 
Hunter. His his son. Oh, we're Hunter, getting, oh, we're getting into we're getting into this. Oh, believe me, and, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to you first tonight after I do my rants. Um, but Carlo, stay with us. Um, I'm gonna get to you. I promise. I, I know you have a lot to say. Cavazootycrime.com. Uh, this guy Carlo is one of the baddest mofo's on the face of the earth. This guy would take out any criminal. I mean, this guy was the master interrogator, and you don't, you don't want to, you know, F with him. I'll tell you, this, guy, this guy's a king. You know, you, you, you get, he gets a criminal into a room, and uh, they're confessing. They're going to confess. They're going to get on their knees. They're going to start singing. They're going to start, we love you, Carlo, man. Stay with us. Well, once that door closes, Rory, they know they're done for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love you, man. Thanks for being, thanks for being here. I love um, you too, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. Uh, I believe we have with us another great friend of mine, really, really good friend of the show too. And um, I talked to him recently, Dr. Eric Aglier. Um, he's running for um, Congress in Florida. Um, he has a bright future ahead of him. I believe that he will be very successful in politics. He's a man of the people and just a, a great citizen, a great man. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Rory? Thank you for having good, me on the show good, again. Good hear- Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good to hear your voice. How are you? No, good, good. Just, you know, keep following the politics and uh, keep moving around. You know, still help out the president as much as possible to get Northeast Florida. Uh, back and going and roaring for him. You know, we definitely need a, need him these uh, crazy times. And, Eric, I, you know, I, I see all these videos online that's fascinating with all these boat parades. I mean, Florida is leading the way with the boat parade. It's so cool to watch. I could watch these videos all day, and they've got, like, hundreds of them. Oh, we've been doing a lot of rallies uh, for the president. We've been doing golf carts, uh, you know, the boats, of course. There's trucks, there's everything. They got everything. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the, the, the car rally. We're we're doing we're going around uh Jacksonville and it's just in different areas too. We have multiple, multiple uh of events coming. So everybody here in northeast Florida and Duval County, Nassau County and St. John's County, they're just pulling together and pulling for for the president because they know what's at stake, right? It's, it's basically we're fighting for our country. Want to make sure that we always keep it great, right? And, and you know, um, I, I want to tell you that you know Florida is one of those states that, in reality, I mean, if we want to look at the big picture here, that's going to be where it all comes down to. I mean, it. You know, I'm not saying that that's the only state, but it's one of the main states that will decide the election. It's it, it's very important that Trump wins. Trump wins there. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very important, very important. That's what we keep fighting, and we keep showing, we keep uh, trying to increase our voter registration. I know there was a little yeah. glitch in Florida, but the governor, he was able to extend it, so um, we're able to go ahead and, and have a little bit more time, so that way the voters, they can register, and they can go ahead and uh, get ready to go ahead and reelect our president. And I keep hearing, you know, uh, a lot that Florida, you don't really see Biden signs. You see, you you see a lot of Trump signs, though. I mean, can you can you can can you um, confirm that? Oh, that is absolutely true. We sometimes look at some of our our, our friends that are around different counties. It's like a Where's Waldo type sign to find a Biden sign. 
Um, sometimes you see uh, one or two uh, popping up, um, but it's like there's no enthusiasm whatsoever. It's like they, you know, people here know they know that Biden, 47 years, you know, hasn't really done nothing for the country. He even had his chances by president to even make some of the changes that he says that he claims that he's going to do, but we know he's just lying. Once again, he ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. Um, he just needs to go home. Joe just needs to go home and call it a day. The jerk-off said the other day that he, he ran for the Senate 180 years ago. I, well, Joe, you're, that makes you the longest-living human by, by a long shot, by, by, by far. I mean, this guy's, off, this guy's off his rocker. Yeah, lights are on, but nobody's home. That's Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it's, dude, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, they they're like they're trying to drag him across the finish line, Eric. Yeah, it's very scary, and you know what's also scary is to look at you know who is actually supporting them blindly, like you know sports, the media, you know some corporations. You know, even Facebook, how they were saying, oh, we're gonna go ahead and remove Quanon or you know, all this other stuff. But in the meantime, they're, I keep getting alerts. Hey, make sure you watch the NBA game. Hey, Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. You know, things that come up. And I was like, really? How yeah. biased are you to basically try to change uh, people's minds? But but luckily, I don't think people right. are falling for it because sometimes I, I put some information. I talk to people about this, uh, about the social right. media. And, you know, they're just getting tired of it. They're getting tired of you on know, Facebook basically telling them how to think. You know, it's uh, it's a personal responsibility. It's not for basically mass uh, hypnosis at the end of the day of how people should be acting and doing things. It's true. It's very true. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very glad you could join us tonight. I'm going to get to uh, introducing more people. Then I'm going to get to opening rants, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on some things because obviously, you know, uh, we have a lot going on. We have a lot we need to address. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. Absolutely, buddy. Good to have you here. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe I believe he's with us. We have uh, North Carolina State Senate candidate and law enforcement official um, Rick Padgett. Rick, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rory. How you doing? Missed you last week. Glad you're back. Um, I, I kind of, I'm Thanks, always buddy. waiting for the next show. Good to hear from you. I'm always eagerly waiting for your next show. So here we go. So, uh, all I can just say, and I need to get it off my chest. I sat there and I watched this BS media this past weekend actually try to present the image halfway like they almost, almost was really just a little bit concerned, but it was so fake in the way they were doing it. They couldn't last five minutes before you, you, you saw the way they really thought and what they cared about because behind the scenes, they were tweeting, they were sending messages, they were doing everything they could do. And everybody knows that every one of them went in and prayed that the president died real fast. Because that's the only way that they have, they they're going to assume power, and that's through that White House. No, and what about that? So fake. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, and look at you know. I want to ask you about this. You know, we we saw the headline over the weekend about the Democrat that's running against. Uh, I think it's what is it? Is he running against Tillerson? Running against Tillerson, yeah, right? Yeah, he's running against Tom Tillerson with the text with the text yeah. message with the text messages and all that shit oh. that came out. I mean. Man, I bet North I bet North Carolina is going crazy over that. They're 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 doing like a John Edwards 2.0. Yeah, that's Cal Cunningham. See, and I have I yeah, have a Cal, personal exactly. experience Cal with Cunningham. him. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. See, my, my I have personal experience with him. He's the biggest liar that ever walked the face of the earth. Is he an asshole he's, too? He's fake. 
Well, yeah, and he's fake. He's so fake. He's one of these guys that he's, he, for so long he tried to play both sides of the fence. He wants to stand up and right. be a hero, but his his little uh, his little bronze what is his bronze award or whatever he's claiming. Everybody gets that when you go to the military. If you go overseas, he was a military yeah. jag. He was never near the front line. He never got into the battle. He was a lawyer. How many lawyers? God, I hate people who. Oh, I hate people who lie about their military experience. Yeah. I, I hate people oh who, who you know, it's pathetic. I mean, they, 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 you know, they have a position. I yeah. get that, but then they, then they yeah. twist the story and say, Oh, I had a, I had a higher ranking. I, I was on the front line. No, you weren't. Oh my God. No kid. And see, and he goes, he went to war and he went to battle and nobody. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, no, he didn't. He was a freaking attorney. The attorneys don't go to battle. The doctor doesn't go to battle. They keep them in safe places. They don't go anywhere near there's where there's going to have the time where they ought to even have to carry their own guns. You know, they're protected. Right. So it's, it's yeah. BS is what it else is. You know, there's these guys that, uh, you know, what I like about your shows, you got people there that have real-life stories and real-life values, yeah. and you, you hear them. And, you know, I tell everybody else, you know, you watch television and you think every crime can be solved in 45 minutes minus the commercials. Well, right now, I got a four-year case, a cold case that I have cleared, but I cannot clear it right now because I've been asked by the family not to clear it because the father, they don't believe that the father could take the, 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 the merging and the magic of the media piling in to have a conversation about it because it happened 40 years ago. So then you have a sheriff's office here that wants to, every so often, they want to jump up since I retired. Oh, we need more story. We need more. We just, we got to, we we're asking the public to revisit this. Look, 40 years ago, you're asking, you're asking 35-year-olds, 40-year-olds, even 50, maybe 60-year-olds to remember something 40 years ago if you've seen something, really. What you have to see is the case and all the information that's in it. And you, you backtrack. Yeah. And I and bottom line, I did interview the killer. I did interview him. And I know who the killer is. And I know all the storylines. You know, and you know, it's it's crazy, but the family has been real clear. They don't they don't want the big man dash in the media because they know what the media will do to a family member that's not in the best of health. And so I said, you know, I said, You're hundred percent. So I'm with you hundred percent, I'll be right here. Yeah, and you're, you know, Rick, you're, you know, you, you were in law enforcement, what, 35 years? I mean, you were, you were, you were involved with law enforcement for a long time. Yep, 35 years. Yeah. And I was internal affairs, Jeez. man, three different stints. And, you know, and I was, I was and internal you, affairs when I was an investigator, then a sergeant, then took it over as a captain. And, and Rick, you know, so. you know what I always say, and I'll continue to say this, you know, the police are the real heroes. You know, it's not some athlete. It's not some celebrity. It's not mm-hmm. some, you know, jackass on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's the cops. It's the people that put their lives yeah. on the line for our freedom, safety, and security. And you know what? Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that um, my close mentor and godfather and family friend, Joe, Joe Arpaio, America's toughest sheriff. Oh, yeah. First person Trump. Absolutely. Yeah, first person Trump pardoned. I, I talk to yep. him a couple times a week. Uh, we've been close for a long time, and I'll tell you something. He's the most genuine, down-to-earth, authentic person I've ever met in my entire life, 
and it's wrong how the media paints him. It's wrong how the media paints cops and how they portray them. It is evil, the oh, yeah. anti-police narrative. Well, the other person I need to, I've been trying to get in touch with him for the last three years. He's a hard man to get. I'll get you in touch. You, you wanna, I'll give you his That'd number. After the show, I'll give you his number. Perfect. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Sam. Here's the thing. is I tell anybody, anybody can go out and pay $12 and get a football. Anybody can go out there and, and pay $10 and get a baseball and, and, and go throw it and do anything they want to. But it's very difficult to go out there and, and pick up a gun and a badge to go out there and do what you're right. supposed to do and make a split-second decision in one right. millisecond when everybody comes oh, yeah. on Monday and they take months to decide what you should have done. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. it's ridiculous. I mean, you're, you're right. And, and that, it's, it's the most dangerous job on earth. And, and people, mm-hmm. people take it for granted, you know. And all these, all these jerk-offs saying, defund the police, defund the police. Who's the first person you call, jackass, when you're in trouble? Oh, it's the police. What? I mean, these are hypocrites. These are liars. These are phonies. And it's mostly, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of it is rich elites, rich rich guards, and people protecting them. They're hypocrites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like this. I remember it takes a career, and they always say you get toward the end of your career when you have that one moment in life that affects the rest of your life forever. And I had one of those, right. and I won't go too far into it, but the young man got killed, and I heard the shots. We got there. I was on scene within 21 seconds. Uh, we eventually Jeez. arrested the guy. The young guy was a football player with scholarship. He was here for that. We had to go to trial. We convicted him. And let me tell you something. I came home that night. It was, it was 10 o'clock at night. The, the young man got killed. I got home at 4 o'clock in the morning. I came in. I sat down did not realize when I got home, I, the TV, I, I turned the TV on just out of habit. I sat down, yeah. and I sat in there. It must have been like five minutes. And my, about four hours later, my son comes out and says, hey, Dad, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? He said, what happened? I said, that night. He said, somebody got hurt. And I said, yeah. I looked down at my uniform. I didn't take time to even look. My whole uniform was nothing but blood. You know. Yeah, even, I mean. Then and, I realized, and, and, and man, I thought, wow. And here, here's, what's, here's what, you know. A lot of people – here's what a lot of people don't understand. I mean, the stuff you guys have to witness, the stuff you guys have to deal with and endure, uh, you know, I, I mean, people it, – it's worse than any movie. I mean, this is real life. You guys are putting your – I mean, it's, it's, it, in a lot of ways, it's scarier than the military. I mean, because, you know, military, a lot of times, you know, they get to relax. They get to have fun. They get to do some cool stuff. But you guys always are, are attending to calls. Yeah, and you're high risk. I mean, the military knows you're high risk, so you already you pretty much stay on the alert. Law enforcement, what will get you is not the high risk calls; it's the low risk calls that you don't expect going to turn into a high risk call. You right. Know, it's the one right. that you and don't expect that's going to get you. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where your training comes yeah, in. It, it, yeah, it's a lot to it. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I hear you, Rick. No, it's quite something. Uh, Rick, stay with mm-hmm. us. I'm glad you could join us tonight. Oh. Everybody, Ricky Padgett sure. out of North Carolina. He's running for the state Senate. He will be fantastic in politics. He dedicated 35 years of his life to law enforcement. We thank him for his service. God bless him. And uh, we love having him on the show. And he's a good friend of mine. So, Rick, thank you for joining us. Be w- stay with us. Sure, we have a lot right more here. to talk about. All right. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Um, I want to welcome to the show. Uh, I believe we have a good friend of mine, 
Uh, he's doing a lot for the black community and really waking people up to what the Democratic Party is all about. We have from New York City, Quintal Middleton, activist. How you doing? How you doing, man? What's going on? What's new? What's going on, Rory, man? You are the man. You're, you're like Thank Donald you. Trump, man. <laughs> Thank What's you, bro. I appreciate your kind words. How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm hanging in there, you know. Uh, what about you, man? What's new? I, I know you're always you're always making videos. You're always out there on the scene. You're always, you know, doing good stuff for the black community and and getting politically involved. And I mean, you, you just got you got you got the good life, man. You, you're really opening people's eyes. Like you're changing people, and that's and I love it, man. I mean, you're you're really an uh, an inspiration. Hey, man. I'm a I'm a young old head from the hood. And back when I was growing up, you know, we all felt like, you know, if you voted uh, Democrat, that's that's what made that was our mindset. You know, we were just told, you know, vote we Democrat and black, you know. But right. I wasn't much of a follower. I did I did some things, but I wasn't much of a follower. So there were times when I was like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't I don't think it makes sense. You know, <laughs> so I was a right. little logical. And then as I got older, now at 47, I realized, like, uh, what is it maybe about 10 years ago? I realized, like, hey, Democrats not the way to go. It's not really for us. But a lot of us, you know, people of color, we don't have the, you know, they don't have the courage to step out from your your race majority who believe that and say, nah, I'm not doing, you know, this, this doesn't make sense. You know, so they rather debate because debating is easier than, you know, really sitting down and comparing the facts like I did with Trump and Biden and Trump and uh, uh, Obama, you know. So it's, like, easier to debate because when you're debating with somebody like myself, you get to kind of, like, learn on a sneak tip. You know, you're, like, learning from me on a sneak tip, but it's your style and your approach is as if, is as if you're opposing me. You know what I'm saying? So and it happened the other day. I did a video, and then one of my friends, you know, he's a friend of mine, and he started getting back, you know, he was just, trying to chew me out and some of my Trump friends, you know, they, they handled it really gracefully because they knew he was my friend, but they asked him some questions and it was hard for him to answer. You know, and I loved the way they handled it. You know, they didn't bash him back. He was trying to use that style, but you know, I just really commend my friends on Facebook for how they handled him. And uh, they didn't dumb they didn't make him you know, they didn't dumb me, but they actually challenged his intellect. He's Puerto Rican, mind you. You know, I'm black, he's Puerto Rican, and they're like, you know, you really you really should listen to Quint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's working out really good, man. So sometimes a person is not debating with you because they don't believe what you believe, but they're debating with you because they really don't know why they believe what they believe. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? And they just no, use I, debating I, as a way to, you know, they're trying to get understanding. They're trying to get understanding. And I understand that, but it's just maturity would say, hey, just ask the question, man. Don't shout. Don't, you know, you got to curse me out first. You don't have to try to intimidate me because I'm not scared of you because we both from the same hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's, right. it's, it's awesome. It, 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 I see some great things happening, though. Yeah, and you're you're a hardcore dude. I mean, you're you're like you're like you're like the real deal. Like, nope, nobody wants to mess with you. But how how, how do you like react when you know you, other black people in the community are like? Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom, why are you sucking the white man's dick? Like, you know, all the remarks they make, all the stupid remarks. They've got all these different, you know, bullshit fucking comebacks that they – how do you respond to that? I mean, what do you – I mean, it's, you, know you probably I mean? clench your fist and you're like, I want to break oh, these yeah. people's freaking faces because yeah, yeah. they're disrespecting you know, me. But, 
go ahead. Sorry. Of course. Yeah, that's there. The residue of the hood never leaves you. But, you know, once you get a certain age, you say, hey, yeah, I could, I could pound you out. But I'd rather, I'd rather speak to your mind and your heart rather than my fist to your body. And I do have, you know, I have a level of respect in my hood, so I that gave me a voice. And I used to use that respect to intimidate people and, and, and use it for bad. But now I use it to say, hey, man, let's really sit down. You know what? I'm going to pull you away from your boys who you are trying to gain, you know, you're trying to gain that, you know, that respect from and maintain your, you know, identity. Let me pull you away from the man and really talk to you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to force you to believe what I believe. But let's really look at some facts. So I'm challenging you. You know, quick advice for everybody in my hood, in the hood, I don't care where you are. Los Angeles, there's some hood all over. There's a hood at least once in every state. So for those who oppose Trump, you know, accept, I accept the challenge to really examine and compare Trump's accomplishments over the past three and a half years to Biden's accomplishments right. over the last, what, 40 years, Rory? You know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. I'm like you, and I'm like Trump. I'm not scared of you. So, you you know, the, when they call me those reasons, they're only trying to get me out of my character. They're only trying to get Trump right. out of his character. You know what I'm saying? They try, so they're trying to. They're I, trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to slow down your momentum. They're trying to exactly. put that negative energy on you. You know what I mean? Exactly, they're miserable. They're miserable. They're miserable shitheads, and they want it. They want to give you. You know that treatment. I mean, you know, this. I mean, the hell with them. You know. Yeah, you know what? I I shocked him. Like I told you before, I shocked him. No, and it's like you, it's like what? beating a dead horse with some with some of them, right? I mean, you can never ever convince some of them, can yeah, you? Yeah, because if they're if they're committed to believing what they want to believe, then that's it. You know, they are you're, you're already committed. But they, you know, I'd say it's one out of every ten. Now that's just my statistic you know, off the top of my head. It's the one out of every ten that will really sit down, maybe apart from the from the group, from the gang. And really ask you, yo, Quint, what, what, really, what is this? Why do you support Trump? You know, not serious. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'll pull out my phone with some of the statistics. I don't know off the top of my head, but I'll say, hey, this is why, man. You're going to have to make a decision. No matter what your boys say, you're going to have to you're really hard. You're going to be really hard. Go against and support who you really think in your heart is the best person for us. That, that's hard. And going against yeah. your friend. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening, man. No, it's, it's happening yeah. slowly. We don't see it that much, but that's how the majority right. out there, boy. I'm telling you. Right. And look at and look at like look at the remarks Biden made the other day. Uh, uh, bl- a black you. woman uh, was making all my food <laughs> and uh, cooking for me. And uh, I mean, dude, are you? How is this guy? What what goes through this guy's mind? I mean, he must be hey, on a man, different planet. Listen, I, Rory, the guy is over 180 years old, cause, so he's got some wisdom. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, that's you, that's you. That was another, gold, that was another gold classic from the other day. Uh, I've been in the Senate 180 years. Hey man, he's almost he's older than Jesus, man. You know what I'm saying? But dude's nuts, know, man. A dude's out of his mind. You know, for him to even bring up the the you know the the color of the person shows where he is and what his attempt was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think they got to after a while. You got to get tired of what the investors are trying to do. You, it got to wear you out after a while. Like, all right, come on. And you know people people have, have to understand. People have to understand. People have to understand. And I, I don't think people really grasp this enough and really take this into consideration. You know, stop putting people in boxes because of their color. I mean, we're all Americans. We all bleed the same blood. I mean, you know, a lot people people just don't like each other because 
of who they are. It really, in reality, if you go outside right now, there's no racism going on in America. I mean, people don't go out in the street or go into stores and start screaming racial obscenities. Everybody walks around each other. They talk to each other. They, they're civil. They're cordial. You only see this with, like, a very small percentage. But the media wants, it to, make, wants to pretend and act like it's this yeah, big epidemic. But it's yeah. not. Listen, racism, just like Kanye said, is unchristlike. Stop. The best Everybody way to get rid of it is, is stop talking about it. You know what I mean? But like yeah, Kanye said, what yeah. were you saying? Sorry. It's unchristlike. You know, you got to separate my, my character from my color. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not representing right. uh, a color per se. I'm representing my my character and of course Jesus Christ, who's my you know saying my savior. But you know it's it's just racism is just stupid. It's stupid, you know. And I'm, I've been shouting you out yeah. on Facebook here and there, saying Roy, my boy, and they see uh, we're not exactly the same color, <laughs> but we do have a lot in common. Same so, blood, you know, man. That, we're American. That, our friendship alone, man, is, is breaking barriers. People are like, who's Quint? He's shouting out this guy, Rory. You know, he doesn't def- – Rasheen would be more of a person that Quint would hang with. <laughs> but Rory? And then they go and they see who you are. It's, great things are happening, Rory. I'm telling you, man. Great things are happening. Dude, well, dude I love like you, man. I, I, you know, I'm, a big, is, I'm a big fan of yours, man. man. You're, you're... That guy, that guy. What's up, buddy? Trump is resilient. I did a video the other day. He's resilient. He rose from that bed, and everybody was like, "Oh, he didn't really, he really didn't have a coronavirus." And great thing. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Now, now, now they're you. starting. What's up, buddy? Sorry, you you cutting out again? What did you say? No, I said I'm excited for you too. But what were you saying? That, thanks, buddy. And and you know, I, I I know what you're talking about. There were liberals trying to downplay and say that he was acting. This is a publicity stunt. He doesn't really have it. You know, we have, we heard from Hollywood, the, the freaking typical peanut gallery, which I'm so sick of these idiots talking. Just sh- shut up and act. Don't make movies. Do what you, you're fucking paid to do. Excuse my French. But, no, you know, I, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, stay with us, though, buddy. And um, I'm going to get to you. Uh, we, 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 have, we still have two hours in the show, so I'm going to get to everybody. Uh, we have a lot to dive into. Uh, but tell everybody, um, obviously, you, they can find you. Quince Advice, you do a lot of videos online. Yeah, I'm always Quince, Quince Advice on Facebook. You can follow me there or Quince Hill Middleton, the one I'll, I'll repost you, the post that you know you tag me in today, Quince Hill Middleton. I do a little YouTube, man. I cook to get away from all this craziness. But, I, of course, I couldn't stay away from some Trump issues on my Facebook, on my YouTube. So it's Quince Advice on YouTube, too, and I just made IG. Instagram, so I'm there too, man. So you can find me if you really want me. Um, I love yeah. it, man. I love it. Stay, stay with us. Uh, I want, I want to introduce. I believe he's with us right now. Another good friend of the show. Another good friend of mine. Glad he's back. We have Doctor and Pastor Rodney Evans, my friend. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing. I am doing good. Um, I was talking to my dad the other day. I said I hope Roy calls me and asks me to be on his show. Because uh, I was so frustrated, so mad, I I sat back and I, I you know when President Trump got uh, you know got the coronavirus, I sat and I was just quiet. I was going through my looking at Twitter, and then I just got so mad at the comments that people were praying that he would die. 
And I said, oh, and and I, I, said I, my I, God. I was, I was appalled. I mean, and this is, and, and, and Rodney, this is what the left has come to. This is how radical they are wishing death upon our president. I mean, they are sick people. Oh, yeah. And I, I sat there and I, finally I put a tweet out and I said, I've sat here long enough. I said, I am appalled. It's sickening at, the, at Hollywood, the Democrat Party, uh, the news yeah. media. I said, my God will not do that. How could anybody vote for a party like that? And then I also put in there the uh, – Laura Ingrid had a text from a pastor when she was on yeah. uh, uh, about a week or so ago. And, it, yeah. and they made the statement that if you're a Christian and you're voting Democrat this year, you're a fraud. And exactly. I, I agree. And Joe, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden, you know, pending. I mean, I know he was born and raised Catholic. Okay, but you know what, Joe? Mm. You don't, you don't represent my religion, Joe. You do not represent my religion. I'm a Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. I know what Catholicism is. I know what it entails. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is the devil. He's he's no, he's he's Satan. He's what the Bible warns us about. And I'll tell you something else. Who else is a big jerk up and needs to needs to go? Is the Antichrist Pope? That guy needs to shut his mouth. I'm so sick of hearing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about illegals are the should be able to allowed in any any country. Calling Donald Trump a Nazi. I'm so sick of that Pope. Like, I miss guys like John Paul II, like people that stayed out of politics and had good hearts and were loving and were kind humans and actually had brains. Well, you know, it frustrates me, and then I'll make comments, and they'll come back and say, I can't believe you're a Christian. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a pastor. I'm proud of it, but I'm an American, and I have a voice also. And then they go through, I can't believe about illegals. I said, well, the Bible also says to obey the laws of the land. And then they kind of yes. be quiet when I go back with a couple of things to them. But then Michelle comes out today and calls oh, shit. President Trump oh, my everything God, you can think of. Too. Big Mike, Big Mike Obama. I mean, she needs to take a shower. Oh. I mean, she smells terrible. According to many White House staffers, she's got a musky odor. I, I'm sure you guys know what musky means. Uh, she's a dirty, yeah. dirty person. And apparently her husband is terrified of her. Um, and that's not surprising. I mean, she's got the body of a linebacker. I- I'm surprised uh, she wasn't in the damn NFL. I mean, this woman is uh, – well, and-, and she's a race baiter. And she talks about, oh, my God, yes. racism is the biggest problem in America. Meanwhile, you live in Martha's Vineyard, you bitch. You live in a 99% white population community. I don't want to hear your shit. You left with hundreds of millions uh, of dollars. Well, then you Sorry. look at her, and, and you, you know you listen to that. You're fine. I call mean, her big so go on. So go on. Uh, it, it gets me frustrated when I listen to it, and I'm sitting there saying, I lived through eight years of you and your husband's time in office where you uh, hated America. I mean you let it be known. You hate Christians. You let it be known, and then you spread racism, and now you're blaming President Trump for it. And we got audio, I mean, videotape of Biden saying things that any Republican said they would have been kicked out of office years ago and never put back in. I mean, it's appalling of the double standards that we're seeing. But I just can't, I just can't fathom a Christian voting for Biden. I just can't see it. 
I can't understand. I don't believe the polls. Uh, I know I had someone I don't call need, me I mean, I mean we saw what happened with the Hillary and the polls in 2016. They were wrong. Yeah. Uh, I had someone call me the other day. A family member said, I have to go get me a Trump sign. And I, I just you know, went back and said, what are you getting one for? And because they're the kind of people that don't say anything, said, well, my neighbor, they go to church, and they just put a Biden sign up. And the guy was telling me, said, I can't believe. He said, they sing in the choir, they go to church. How can you vote for someone that's against everything that's really biblical? How can you vote for someone like that? Now, Trump, and this is what I tell people, you might not like some of the tweets he puts out. He needs to tweet uh, because that's the only way to get his message out. You might not like maybe some things he says sometimes, but his policies are spot on for America, and they're spot on for Christians. Absolutely, and, and and if you look at you know you bring up a great point, um, Pastor um, and Doctor. I mean you're 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 a jack of all trades. You have a, a lot of titles, um, <laughs> but um, but yet but no, you, you're absolutely right. In, in in an era of fake news media and all this propaganda, he needs a way to get the truth out and the real stuff yes. to his supporters. You know what I mean? And Twitter is handy. It it you know it it's good. It's good in so many ways and, and you know it's one of the reasons he won the election to be honest with you it is i mean it, social media it is. is a smart tactic it's a smart skill it's perfect marketing and this is how this is how you get get things done uh, you know and it's the only way you can it's do really, it it's the only way you can do it he's mastered it he's mastered it yeah it's a, it's the only way you can do it and i was out uh, this weekend and went by a a place to get something to eat and got ready to walk in. We ordered our food, and there was people there restaurant people to vote, but they were just asking one race. Uh, Christ to register. Oh my God! They didn't ask. Good. They didn't ask me if I had registered when I walked in. And I'm sitting there yeah, saying, "Okay, I mean, this is oh this is not God. right." Can you believe? Can you believe that? Well, that, well, that's what the Democrat. I mean, the Democrats are panicking. I mean, Trump has. He has like over thirty percent of the black black support. I mean, it's unheard of. It's unreal. It's it's, it's oh, and he's got the Spanish. It's miraculous. Oh, yeah. it's Spanish. Uh, so so what I did, more. I came home. I think he, I came I think home from my neighborhood. Wrong, I, think he might, I think he might be at like fifty percent with Hispanic. It's up there. I know there's one poll after the debate. It was like sixty to thirty or forty something like that. That uh, a Spanish uh, group came out with. But when I went yeah. and saw that, I just went here and walked my neighborhood and started campaigning for Trump. So, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'll just reverse I mean, it on people. You, yeah, and if you look at all the support, I mean, from all these different different ethnic groups and races and cultures, we've never seen mm-hmm. – no Republican has ever gotten this sort of – I mean, when, when have you ever seen a Republican or any sort of – I mean, this or any any icon or any anyone in history for that matter – Get this sort of fan base. I mean, this guy's bigger than Michael Jackson. This guy's bigger than the Beatles. This guy is bigger than I did, anyone. I don't know if you saw the uh, the Trump sign that was put up in California. It I was did. just out on I, Twitter. Oh my God! And the, the, yeah, the Holly the Hollywood looking sign, but it says Trump. It's off the LA yes. freeway. I'm about to. I'm I'm, I'm over here uh, in Palm Springs, California. I have a house here in Palm Springs. I love it over here. Okay. It's actually very Republican, very Republican in Palm Springs, Tyrees. Um, but but no, I'm going to drive up there probably tomorrow or the next day. I got to see that thing. I got to see that thing because everybody is taking videos of it. Whoever did that is yeah. awesome. I love it, man. I love it. Well, 
I saw a woman on Twitter today, and she um, she had just went into like a coffee shop, and she came out, and she was saying, she goes, people, she goes, I'm just going to tell you what I heard in the coffee shop, and this was in California. She goes, yeah. I walked in, and she said, all the young people was in there talking about how they've been lied to about President Trump and how they've went down. She goes, they're waking up. She said, just keep yeah. telling the truth. She goes, right. but they're waking up in, in California right now. Amen. So Amen, I just, Amen. I think we just got to keep you know, we got to keep pushing it. I agree. I agree. Um, stay with us. Uh, I'm going to get your thoughts okay. on a lot of stuff. Um, everybody, I I am going to get to everybody on the panel. I just I want to read you know briefly just some major headlines that have happened uh, in the last couple days since we've been off air. So first off, I want to start with this whole debate. I mean, Chris Wallace, the shittiest, most awful, most – I mean, he's horrendous to the max in, in terms of, uh, you know, being a moderator. This, this guy, this guy is a clown. This guy is unprofessional. He's unethical. He's immoral. He's biased. He didn't – I mean, did, you, did, did people witness how he treated the president? I mean, every single time he sided with Biden. He was on Biden's side, Biden's side. There was no, there was no fairness. And that's why, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's, it's interesting that the animosity and how the media, and I, I just can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It, It's so, it's so visible. You're like, it's like you're about to watch it and you know what's going to happen. They're just going to attack Trump. That's all, that's all they've ever done. They've never given honest, balanced, fair questions to Donald Trump. Never. I mean, why does – you know, I don't want to say back out of the debates, Trump. Don't just say, screw you. I'm not going to show up next time. But it's like, come on, guys. There needs, there needs to be better regulations. There needs to be more, you know – just people, they're not competent. These moderators suck. There's no competent uh, scenario with these. They're all agenda driven. They have one. They have one goal. That's to make Trump look bad. The only reason, but you know, to be honest with you, nobody won that debate. Nobody. I mean, if, if we want to say a winner, okay, Trump. Yeah, he won. But it was still the shitty, the worst debate I've ever seen. I mean, not that Trump did anything bad or that Trump did anything wrong, but they, they just didn't give Trump enough time to talk. They didn't give him a chance to explain himself enough, but they gave Biden all the time in the world, and Biden still sounded like a dumbass. But the only reason Biden had the advantage was because Chris Wallace was sucking his cock. That's the reality. You know, I, you know I'm not going to just sit here and pretend that I, oh, yeah, it was great. Oh, it was wonderful. No, it wasn't. And if the next debate's not better, I don't even want a third debate. I mean, come on. And Chris Wallace, with his questions, I mean, all the softballs to Sleepy Joe and then all the hard stuff, get real. Get real. I mean, I want I want sufficiency. I, I, I want consistency. I want I want legitimacy. 
I don't want some clown show where I just people are just watching for entertaining purposes. No, thank you. Um, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier in my show with one of the guests, and you know, I want to bring this up. But forty percent, they did a poll. Forty percent of Democrats were hoping that Trump would pass from Corona. They were wishing death upon the president. Forty percent of Democrats. That's almost half of their party. How sick is that? I mean, is that, are we not going to pretend that's a giant problem? I mean, where were these people raised? In a barn? I mean, these ethics and these morals and these, I mean, there's nothing there except extremism and communism. And just, I mean, they're so ignorant. And they're so troubled. They are so troubled. They, I mean, these people, I mean, you know what? You want to talk about peaceful protesting? Walter Reed was peaceful protesting where Trump supporters were. Where Trump supporters are, it's always peaceful. But the media wants to spin it a different way and say, oh, we're the agitators. We're the agitators. No, we're not. You're, the jerk-offs that you guys are sucking on are the agitators, and they're invading our privacy and our, and our, and our situation. Like, seriously, this isn't rocket science. And, and did you guys see, by the way, that Walter Reed? I mean, that was beautiful. And President Trump comes out, personally thanks his supporters, loves, loves everybody. I mean, sh- shows just true class, dedication. And then the media tries to spin, spin a story out of it. And say, oh my God, he's putting people in harm's way. He's such a narcissist. You know what they would have said, though, if he didn't go? He's so rude. He's not showing respect to his supporters. He should have gone out there at least. I mean, you can't win with these people. You can't win with them. Either way, they're going to write some sort of fictional narrative that best suits, uh, you know, what their sheep follow, what their agenda is. It's not about the truth. It's not about journalism. I mean, those are, that, that's just what it is, Pete. That's just what it is. You know, and, and it's beautiful to watch. I mean, Trump, I mean, all these people around the country, I mean, they blocked off downtown New York. They blocked off NYC with all Trump flags and Trump cars to support our president. That's and that, that, that's so much dedication, that's so much devotion, so much time and effort. I mean, I saw other stuff around the world. I mean, there was every, pretty much every major city was holding a rally for our president and paying their respects. And they were giving him a rally for the first time because he's given us so many rallies. We were, we were finally giving him back all the amazing things and gifts that he's given us. And, you know, we wanted to show our sincerity and gratitude. So it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, This whole Judge Amy Barrett confirmation thing, you know, it's interesting. A lot of controversy. Not a damn thing liberals can do about it. Uh, They can whine. They can pout. They can cry. They they, they can do whatever. But uh, it's happening. And this woman is a tremendous talent. you know, she, I'll tell you what, she's got every skill set and, and the resume 
uh, of someone that is uh, beyond, beyond impressive. I mean, this woman. Sorry, guys, the mic, the mic was all messed up for one second. Hold on. All right, I just fixed it. Uh, getting back to Amy Merritt, uh, there, there's, there's not one dent on her record. I mean, this woman, everything about her is flawless. Um, she's the, probably the most conservative, uh, you know, probably next to, like, Clarence Thomas and other, you know, um, that's never been elected to the Supreme Court. Um, and this is, this is pivotal for us because what this does, I mean, let, let's just say that we get into an Al Gore-Bush situation you, I'm sure you all remember. I went to the courts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, having her in there confirmed uh, before we, we have this election is, is a necessity. I mean, it's a must. It, it's the most, it's, you don't, people need to understand because we are dealing with voter fraud. We are dealing with crooks. We are dealing with thieves. We are dealing with scumbag Democrats who, who are doing whatever they can to defeat Trump. I mean, they'll do, they'll, and you know what, if they really, I mean, I, obviously they want the victory, but couldn't you guys have picked some other individual besides that dumbass Joe Biden? I mean, he can't even count to four. He can't form a complete sentence. The guy doesn't even know what state he's in. I mean, what are you guys doing? And we all know Kamala, Kamala, yeah, real winner, locked up people for marijuana. I mean, she, and she laughs about it. The woman is so petty and so pathetic and such a – and we all know how that smelly twat uh, rise got, got higher in the ranks in politics. It was because she swept her way to the top. This woman did not earn it because of her intelligence. This, this woman is a joke. You know, I, I, it, it's out of control. And for Joe Biden, for Joe Biden to slander – to slander somebody like Judge Amy Barrett, you know, who, you know, Joe claims to be this Catholic guy, like, like myself, but Joe does not represent my Catholicism. He never will, never has, and those are the facts. This guy is Satan. He's the person that, that they warn us about in the Bible in terms of what he believes in, you know, with this, and the, the abortion at nine months. I mean, no Catholic's going to vote for that. I mean, that's why he's putting all that money out there. But don't go after Barrett because of her religion. That you know, I mean, we if we want to play that game, there's a lot of other religions we could easily pick on. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. Let let you know what. Don't be a bunch of jerk offs. I mean, come on. You know, this whole process is going to take place. You know, you guys can go whine and pout and cry in the street. You know, and, but, but it's, it's going to happen. And I, and I'm and I'm so happy. And it's. Very pivotal. We need people like that protecting our president, um, you know, making decisions. Because the Supreme Court, overall, uh, is, in my opinion, the most important branch of government. I think it's more important than the presidency in certain aspects, not every aspect, but in certain ways. Because they, you know, they, all, all, this, all, this, all the decisions go to them. They always do. You know, and, and, and Trump's done a, a phenomenal job. He really has. And, and you know, and, like the media tries to go and say like dumb dumbass stuff like oh well I feel bad for the kids she adopted the people the, the kids of color she adopted she must be so racist and rude to them what are you talking about where do you come up with this CNN and MSNBC why are you trying to slander a good woman 
This is a good woman. This is a woman that has given her life to public service. And she's got a great family. And, and, and she has a great future ahead. So, you know what? Congratulations to Amy Barrett. Republicans have the votes. And Democrats, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, now, I'll just tell you something. I mean, you know, and I, I want to get to my, my next guest here in a second. Is, um, I believe he's on with us. With, we're going to have Second Amendment expert and uh, best-selling author Dan Walks along with um, uh, best-selling author Fred Lucas. Um, and a lot of people get to tonight. But um, I, I just want to mention real quick before I get to Dan, um, you know, this whole corona situation, it has me very suspicious. It has me wondering. It has me, you know, because I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, I read every album. I read every piece of news. You know, I, 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 I like to dig. I like to do my thorough investigation. And look at all these people in the Trump administration a month before the election getting infected with this. I, I just, and then just, you know, it seems, you know, I, I don't like to, well, actually, you know what, I'm not even going to use the term conspiracy theory because they only invented that term to call us crazy if we ever questioned any of their narratives. They made up that term after they uh, assassinated Kennedy. That's where that term came from, conspiracy theory. Look it up. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to, you know, entertain that, that, that uh, term, but I'll tell you something. Um, it, it, it's weird. I mean, we, it's like the October surprise. You know, every year or every election cycle, you get that October surprise. I, I, something, something off. Something is off. Who, you know, because the Democrats, you cannot put this, put this past them. You know, I mean, look at all the money and ties and, and they have with China. China owns them. China gives them millions in donations. I mean, and I even said on my show months ago, I believe the Democrats, their last resort, their last straw after they tried everything to defeat Trump is taking out the economy. And I believe they were accomplices with China. And, you know, let, let, let's look at let now, you know, obviously we're bouncing back. Okay, so let's now let's go and try to infect him and every, all his people. And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying this is true, but I'm just saying, well, look at the timing. Like, you, you guys have to question. You guys have to question these things. You guys can't just say, oh, well, he got corona. Okay, well, I'm glad he's better. Well, I'm glad he's better, too. I'm glad he's okay, but I was scared to death. I was scared shitless. I didn't know what the hell was, like, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? He's going to the hospital? I mean, what's going on? And people, you know, it's like, and look at everything else that's going on. It's almost like it's a distraction. I mean, we're seeing the Hunter Biden, all the details coming out. We just saw uh, all these leaked documents from the Russia hoax, the scandal that never existed, that was built on lies, and that was an inside job to frame the president. So, you know, when people want to tell me, oh, well, uh, I don't believe in conspiracy theories or inside jobs. Well, you know what? And when people try to say, oh, the government's telling the truth. No, the government does not always tell the truth. There's proof. Just today the government lied to us. It lied to us for four years. I want to welcome to the show uh, best-selling author and uh, Second Amendment expert, a good friend of mine, 
Glad he's back. Dan Watts. Dan, how are you? Hey, Rory. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm doing good. Doing good. What's going on, man? What's new? What, what, what's, uh, how's life? Well, we're talking a lot about uh, life. Life is good, you know, relatively speaking, I guess. If you if you consider all the stuff that's going on politically and and up here in New York, uh, we got Governor Cuomo uh, cracking down more on businesses, uh, shutting them down again, shutting schools down again. Oh, he is a wicked asshole, Uh, shutting down schools. uh, And then over in California, you got uh, Governor Newsom talking about. Uh, a new mask mandate where if you're eating in a restaurant, you have to wear your mask between bites. <laughs> Can you believe this insanity? What so, is going you know, on, dude? Hey, Dan, I, sw- I swear to God, <laughs> if this is the new norm, I'm going to go insane. People are going to go insane. I mean, I mean, this is out of control, Dan. You have to you have to keep your sanity because you have to realize that what these Democrats are doing is is this is their this is their new climate change. Um, this is right. the, their they're, new they're way of controlling. They're trying to see how much they can get away with. They're trying to see how much yeah. they can get away with. Yeah, and they want, and then if you try to question them, they're going to call you a Nazi. Yeah, well, I guess you know being called a Nazi that's fine by me because I think the word has lost its. Uh, you know, being called a Nazi or a racist, yeah. I think it's yep. lost its punch yep. now because they use it too much. Oh, yeah. It's almost like you embrace it when they, when they start calling you that because it's like, it's like they lost the argument, you know? They really have lost the argument. I mean, I think it's it, – if the media wasn't supporting them and holding up this, this big fairy tale that they got going – um, it would all fall apart. The media is the only thing holding it up. If you know, if the media was honest, the Democrats would fall to pieces. And so, so you have to, you, you know, yeah. Uh, the good good news is we do have some honest media. You know, you listen to like um, like uh, AON, or you listen to um, you know Newsmax, or you listen to Breitbart, or you right. listen to some of these. Right news outlets yeah. that we can yeah. trust. I read Breitbart every day. I read Breitbart every day. It's the best conservative news outlet online. For yeah. anybody wondering, a shout, shout out to Breitbart. I mean, they, they, they have some of the best writers. They tell the truth. They do their job. They speak the news. I guess take it to, to another perspective. Take it. Imagine if those um, news outlets weren't available. We would all be living in some sort of communist fairy tale <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah really imagine if, you know imagine if trump's twitter imagine if trump's twitter didn't exist and i mean yeah. I, we, 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 I mean that's the way he connects with us you know they didn't plan on this they they didn't plan on well they didn't plan on a couple of things first of all they didn't plan on all these media outlets popping up even even shows like yours shows like my good gun bad guy radio show shows that are Honest shows. They didn't plan on, and there are millions of, of of different outlets. People coming up with shows and podcasts and new news networks, the Blaze Network, and all sorts of stuff coming out. They weren't expecting this. You know, another thing that they they didn't expect is before these communists got into office, like AOC and her whole crew. Before they went full commie, they were supposed to have gotten the guns. And they were unable to do that. They tried that in 94 with the assault weapons ban. They tried that with all sorts of gun restrictions. Um, that 
assault weapons ban it sunsetted and, and all sorts of things you know went wrong for them with the gun grab uh just because Americans really love our guns and we understand how important they are to our society they understand how important they are to our safety to our freedom and to to everything to the founding of our country so so Americans are not easily going to give up guns and but but the commies were not supposed to come out and show their true colors just yet the the democrats were forced they were forced out especially by trump and they were supposed to have gotten the guns first so so they're up against the wall now well absolutely i mean and you know you look at how these communist dictators you know go about things when they that when they really want complete power and, and and the first thing you know one of their main priorities leave the law abiding citizen defenseless so you can have criminals yeah. take over and you know leave people. it's terrible how i mean these, it's almost like you sell your soul dan is it sick well it is i mean they are selling their soul i mean because they don't believe yeah. these democrats a lot of them actually don't believe what they're saying they're just on an agenda well, you know, the good news is they will never get our guns, and that's the one thing that they want the most. We won't let them. You know, there's a lot of us on the front lines. There's some big organizations on the front lines doing some really good things, like Gun Owners of America, for instance, um, are in the process of filing a lawsuit against uh, – you're going to hear more about this uh, soon – against Kamala Harris and Facebook. And this French get that, agency get that, that's, get that skank, dude. You get that skank. I hate her. I can't stand her. She's well, a, I can't a stand her either. Shit. Sorry for my language. Sorry for the French. Guys, guys, <laughs> children listening, earmuffs, like old school. Like Vince Vaughn would say, earmuffs, earmuffs. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that Gun Owners of America uh, is, they filed a complaint with the Federal Election Commission. Um, alleging violations of uh, provisions of the Federal Election Campaign Act of 1971. I'm not too familiar with it, but um, basically what they're saying is that um, the hostility of Facebook against gun ownership, uh, the right to the right to bear arms, uh, conservative speech, as well as Republicans, have become notoriously subjective uh, ex- experience for many Second Amendment supporters. In other words, there we're, we're constantly being attacked, and there were specific articles in question that Gun Owners of America came out with uh, counteracting uh, Kamala Harris. You know, Kamala Harris says she's all for guns, but but Gun Owners of America came out with some articles saying no, she's not, and here's why. And right. Facebook um, Facebook squashed those. And, you know, it's a violation of free speech. So there's a lawsuit in place. So hang tight. Uh, I think we're going to see some good stuff here. And speaking of free speech, you want to know how silly Facebook is, Dan? I put up simply a comment the other day saying Don Jr. will take over the Trump dynasty legacy in 2024. And they hit my comment saying it was fake news. This is how silly these people are. Yeah, no, I know. I get it all the time. Well, and and I go to Parlor. So if if people are listening, you know, um, if you can find me on Parlor, but you can also find other, you know, many many other people. I know Dan Bongino's big on Parlor. Uh, right, a lot right. of people on Parlor. So it's um, growing. It's growing. It's growing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, yep. it, it, yeah. I think in terms of 
uh, it competing with Twitter. I think it has a ways to go, but I think it can get, it can get there. Sure. I think if enough people wake sure. up and enough people sign up, I think, I think it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to take, you know, a few years, though. Hey, it's better than being violated on Facebook, you know, where we right. can't even post right. what we want. You know, I'd rather know, take Dan, my business elsewhere. Yeah, no, I, I know. And, and, Dan, let me ask you. Do you think the timing of all these people getting infected with corona and the Trump admin, including the president, don't you think there's something suspicious about this? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't given that a heck of a lot of thought. Um, it, it is. It I mean, is I know. Kind I know. Of... I know. Sometimes my mind, my mind wanders. You know, I sometimes go down these rabbit holes. I don't think it's a rabbit hole, though. I think this is. There's something more to the story. How did they all get infected? I mean, I know they're around each other, but look, Trump was around people for months and months that that got infected, and he he never had it. Yeah. And so were all these other people. Something weird is going on. So what? So maybe a, a plant a planted infection? Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the Democrats, but um, you know, the good news is is that they're going to clear up um, just in time to put the pedal to the metal toward the end of this uh, you know campaign cycle. Um, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the Republicans come out, you know, Trump campaign come out super strong right before the election, just like he did last time. Remember, he was <laughs> he was doing rallies the day of ele- you know, election day. Um, so I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see some real powerful uh, campaigning here at the end while Joe Biden is going to be stuck in the mud. And look at and look at what's going on. I mean, we look at all the distractions. I mean, there's so many distractions, Dan. Whether it's I don't know if yeah. you read the news. There's a new there's a new caravan heading heading up to the United States. It was on Breitbart, I think, yesterday. So that we got that going on. Then we have the yeah. president getting infected with Corona. Then we have all this Russia, 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 fake stuff that comes out that we we knew all along was a lie, and now it's it's finally. Uh, being exposed, and then what's the other thing? Oh, um, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Oh my God, it, 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 it's it's all there. It came, more more stuff came out today. But I know. The media doesn't want to talk about it. The media doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I know. Um, but we, we're, we're talking about it, and you know what? And that's that's a good thing. And there, like I said before, there are other news outlets that are talking about it. So it's not like this stuff is completely buried. Um, at least it's out there, and at least the whole Hillary thing is 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 being investigated. So that's a really good thing. Imagine if imagine if they're just holding on to that right before you know, like maybe here in another couple of weeks when they start really bringing out a whole bunch of stuff on that. Imagine what would happen, and 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 think about all the stuff with with uh, Hunter Biden and that whole Barisma thing. Yeah. Imagine if that starts really coming out. Um, and they start exposing more of it uh, right before the election. You know, we could be we could be the ones, uh, the Republicans could be the ones in, responsible for the October surprise, and that would be really interesting. And imagine, imagine if Don Jr. did what Hunter did. It would be twenty four seven breaking news coverage. Oh, they I wouldn't know. stop talking about it. Yeah, don't mean, forget though, like, President Trump is always Trump is always two steps ahead. He's no playing dummy. Chess while everybody and, else is playing checkers. Yeah, no, he really is. So you just you just hang tight. He, he's got something up his sleeve, and he's probably you, he's now, working on it right you, now. No, I agree. I agree with you. But let me ask you this, Dan. You're you're a political, you know, uh, 
big, you know, obviously a big fan like I am. You follow it closely. You know, you and I live and breathe it. Do you think we'll see indictments before the election? Yes or no? Um, it's a tough one. Um, yes, I think we will. I, I don't know that there'll be major uh, people, but I think there'll be – I think there will be. Just because I don't think they could – I don't think Republicans would build, could build this thing up to this, to this point and not, and not be prepared to do something before the election. I think something will happen, get, and it might just be small players. I mean, there was actually a couple, a couple people that came to the surface that I'd never even heard of before, but uh, something will happen. But don't you get worried that the rhinos, like the, the, the establishment, the swamp, is in bed with the Democrats and they're protecting them and they're not going to allow the indictments? Because, I mean, in D.C., it's a dog-eat-dog world. I mean, it's almost like everybody yeah. has dirt on one another, and nobody wants to rat anybody out or, or, or do what's right because they know that they'll just they'll get screwed, too. It's always yeah, – I mean, you do have a point there because it's always interesting right before an election because the rhinos, you know, although – you know, in the middle of a of a of a of a presidential um, cycle, there's they they may play nicey nice with the Republicans, but when it comes to the end, and they think like the Romneys, if they think that they might still have a chance of defeating Trump, that they might take it right at the end. So yeah, so you you right. may have a point there. Um, we always do have to worry about those kind of people. Yeah, and you know what drives me nuts. I mean, you've, you've got people like Pelosi that are refusing to take the corona test. Hey, Pelosi, why don't you just take it? You want, you want the president to take the test. You want everybody, every Republican to take it. Why don't you take it? You, you, you piece of whatever she is. Uh, <laughs> she she is taking there. the corona test. She's there. drinking about a 12-pack a night. <laughs> oh, exactly. There you go. Oh, I mean, she's always drunk. <laughs> she I mean, is a lot. She's got to be a lush. I mean, listen to her talk. She's popping them zannies, bro. She's popping the zannies. Yeah. She's got something going on, man. She ain't. She's not right. No, I, I hear you, man. It, it's crazy. It's crazy, Dan. But Dan, I love having you with us. Uh, let's get you back here very soon. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, find your book, all that good stuff. Well, thanks, Roy, and good good luck with everything. You always do. You do a great job, and keep up the great work. Uh, people can find me at goodgunbadguyradio.com or goodgunbadguy.net. Uh, goodgunbadguy.com. Anything good gun, bad guy, you can find me. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Now let me ask you this, Dan. <laughs> any events coming up? Any any anything you got planned? I know you do a lot of speaking engagements. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. We had the the big GRPC conference, a gun rights policy conference. Uh, I've, I've been asked to speak at it the last two years, the last three years. Uh, this year, yeah. 2020, it, got, it went virtual. Um, so if people wanted to search uh, Dan Wass, my name, D-A-N, last name, yeah. W-O-S, uh, G-R-P-C, you'll see the video from, from this recent uh grpc conference this is pretty cool pretty cool video i think um so so went virtual this year which we weren't thrilled about because we couldn't go and meet all our friends from all over the country but it was still pretty cool um and then there's a big going to be a big florida carry event um in march that we're looking forward to that's going to be a big uh, big speaking event and um and and lots of radio stuff we're doing lots of radio shows and things like that all over the country yeah. so um yeah so so that that's that's about it at the moment i love it dan well dan you're you're a great 
uh, value and, and gift and, and friend of the show. And I always appreciate your insight. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Hey, thanks. For, oh, one more thing, Rory, if you don't mind. Uh, coming out very soon, there's going to be a video within the next couple of days. Keep an eye out. Uh, yeah. for It's a Gun yeah. Owners of America video that I am uh, I, I'm a, kind of a spokesperson for Gun Owners of America, and it's going to be a video coming out condemning Moms Demand Action. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And th- So thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll get you back here and uh, in the next couple of weeks. God bless. All right, pal. Thanks. You too. Uh, everybody, uh, we will be right back with um, popular commentator and columnist and best-selling author, Fred Lucas. Stay with us. It's a beautiful night on the Rory Sauter Show. Coming to you live from Palm Springs, California, the, pretty much the only Republican area uh, in this state for the most part. Uh, but, yeah, stay tuned. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit the TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Shout out and uh, sending my best wishes to all my fans out there. I love you all. I hope your night is going well. We are in for a, a net, I mean, this is the remaining remainder of the show. It, it's big, big, big. We've got a lot more guests. Uh, it's been quite the night so far. I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying a nice cigar. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. God is good. Life is good. Got it. Well, you know, you know, it was about 100 degrees down here today, but uh, right now, you know, it's about 80. It's about 80. It feels nice. It feels nice. Beautiful view, man. I'll tell you, my house, uh, very nice community. Uh, actually, Sinatra had a house like two blocks away. Not kidding. Look it up. I'll, 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 I'll show you. I'll show you guys. It's pretty it's cool, though. It's, it's, uh, Palm Springs is, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, as you know, I uh, spent a lot of time in Phoenix, Arizona, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a little different. I mean, you know, kind of the same sort of desert, you know, uh, only a three hour drive from each other. So convenience. I got a house in Phoenix and I got a house here and, um, you know, just, uh, living my life, man. I'll tell you. Uh, but anyways, I want, I want to get to our, our guest here. Uh, I believe he's with us right now. We have best-selling author, popular commentator and columnist, Fred Lucas, Mr. Lucas. How the hell are you? Welcome to the Rory Sauter show. It is a beautiful night. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, uh, well, you usually cover the White House for the Daily Signal, and I, I have a, a book out uh, now, a, a new book, Abuse of Power, uh, Inside the Three-Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump. And this is a yeah. book that uh, will take you behind the scenes uh, to show you what really happened. Uh, in the lead-up yeah. to this uh, bizarre impeachment fiasco that, that we had last year. Yeah, and, and, and I want to get into that because I know, I know this book explains a lot of different things. But uh, first, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, first oh, time yeah, on the show, yeah. excited to have you here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sure thing. Um, I've covered the White House for uh, well over a decade now, actually. I've covered through most of the Obama administration. Uh, and you, co- you covered. I mean, you you were in the briefings. You mean you were in the briefings? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I've been in the briefings. Uh, I, I've not been in, in in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I've been on Air Force One actually uh, in in the past. And so yeah, uh, this is something that, that that I've been doing. I've uh, been in, in the Capitol Hill, covered a lot of that, and uh, this book is actually based entirely on interviews from Capitol Hill, from inside the White House, on on documents right. that were. Uh, Highly sourced, uh, and to, to get get into the truth of this, uh, basically to combat the inevitable his, uh, rewrite of history from the left. 
I mean, man, I'll tell you something. I don't even, I don't even know where to start with you because I want to ask you like a hundred questions, a hundred million questions. <laughs> Um, right. you're, you're a very, impre- you're a very talented, very impressive, um, individual. You have a phenomenal resume, um, uh, very fantastic. So, uh, congratulations there. Um, and yeah, it's thanks. a blessing having you on. So I, I'm glad you reached out to me, uh, and, uh, and I, and I got you on, on the program. So, so tell me this, tell me this. So you've been doing the briefings for how long? What, uh, you said since Obama or were you also in the Bush yeah, era yeah, too? Uh, so. Since Obama, pretty much, uh, 2009, uh, I, I was in there. Uh, actually, the first first secretary I had was Robert Gibbs, and he was, uh, uh, you know, Pete, there, there were a lot of people that tried to say uh, Sean Spicer was belligerent. Robert Gibbs is a very belligerent guy. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. I mean, you're in the briefings. You're sitting there. I mean, what what kind of questions? What kind of questions do you ask Obama? Like what what like I'm sure you're the guy that. You know, I'm sure you don't hold back. You want to know the truth. Um, you know, I, I don't know the stipulations behind the network telling you what you can and can't say, you know, who you work for, you know, that stuff like that. But what, what like, give us a rundown. Kind of give us, like, like you know, how, how that goes. Oh, sure. Uh, well, it's, it's a lot different. Uh, I've, I've talked about this uh, in speaking engagement and so forth before, but it, it is very different from uh, – uh, under Obama than it was under Trump, uh, and, and I would say this: uh, Trump basically has has had free for all, uh, and and those are usually in, in terms of taking questions from reporters. That's usually uh, as he departs on the Marine One. Uh, Obama was very orderly. He had a uh, basically he picked two or three reporters he was going to. Um, take questions from before each press conference and there was a pre-prepared list by staff uh, before that occurred. So, uh, yeah, it, it was um, uh, very, very different as, as you might, as you might expect. I mean, they had obviously a very different style. Absolutely. No, I hear you. And, um, you know, it's, um, you know, and, and let, let me ask you this, like in these briefings, I mean, are you always called on? I mean, do you always get a chance? Because I, I noticed some of these reporters, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the presidents, you know, they can be oh. biased. They can pick and choose. They can pick and choose who they want. I mean, what, what was your situation like? Were you treated fairly? Did you get enough questions in? Um, I, I would like to have gotten more, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten my fair share of questions, I would think. Uh, I, I, you know, in, ter- in terms of actually asking the president, that's uh, uh, with Trump. Uh, back to that, I think that that gets into who can shout the loudest, uh, and uh, and during those Marine One departures, and uh, yeah. um, and and who can get the best spot at um, at the rope line, essentially. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So so I've had some luck there uh, with Obama. It was essentially he would pick his favorites, the networks, uh, <laughs> uh, PBS, and so forth, and 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 that that was essentially. Um, yeah, or the White House staff would pick that with a pre-prepared list beforehand. With you know, it, it was very orderly, very prepared. Uh, you know, typical politician basically with Obama. So, so no, I did not get many with President Obama. But however, with the press secretary, particularly Josh Ernest, uh, towards the end, I yeah, he, he was he was very good, very fair. Actually, I would say with most reporters. Now, did you ever? Did you now? Did you ever? <laughs> Let me ask, let me ask you this: What was the most controversial uh, topic you ever or question you ever asked Obama 
and what what was the reaction? Oh well, see, um, I um, I did actually get one with Obama. Uh, uh, I, well, I think during the campaign, uh, but yeah, dur- during the uh, during the press conference, I had asked uh, uh, Robert Gibbs a few questions about uh, a number of questions about the uh, Stupak Amendment and the lead up to Obamacare passing. Uh, I remember I I asked uh, a, a, a lot of Second Amendment questions uh, during uh, Jay Carney, Josh Ernest. Uh, these, these are questions that other reporters weren't really asking very much. Uh, and um, t- towards the end, uh, I asked a question about after the Democratic uh, National Committee and or National Convention in 2016 had determined that they were they wanted to get rid of the Hyde Amendment. Uh, well, that was actually something that Obama, uh, it, as you might remember, going back to when he was trying to sell Obamacare and get that passed through uh, among some moderate Democrats. He, that, that's something that he claimed would be applicable to Obamacare. So, yeah, I, I'd ask, uh, is the White House now conflicting with the Democratic National Committee on this? Yeah, so so your main – so I, I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. So your main profession during – I take it now you don't – you're not in the briefings, but you, obviously you still do a lot of, uh, you, know, you know, different headlines. Uh, you're on yeah. shows, uh, you know, you write a lot. Um, but during those Obama years, so your primary profession was being in those briefings, like, you know, what Kaylee McKenney does. She answers questions. I mean, that's, that's right. what you did, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just making, yeah. Okay. Very cool. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's quite something. I mean, you're, you're like right there. And I bet you, I bet you would love to be yeah, yeah. doing that for Trump. Yeah, yeah. I bet you'd love to be yeah. doing that for Trump. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a fun fun job. It has its moments, definitely. It's a very big moment. Man, can you can you imagine? You would be great with Trump, man. I wish they had you in there, man. But have you ever thought about getting back into it? Maybe going trying to be the head of uh, the, the you know the the the, the uh, situation again? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'll possibly so possibly so swing back into those, but. You're cutting out a little bit. It's getting a little muffy. Oh, muffy. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I probably, I probably would swim back into that a little bit. I mean, uh, everything is very restricted right now. It's like a pr- pretty much a of course, sort of a rotation as to who can be in so the briefing rooms and so forth. So tell us what you've been up to lately, because I know I know you appear on a lot of shows. You've been on you've been on pretty much every big channel. Uh, you do a lot of columns. Um, tell us, and I know you just wrote this book, so. Um, it's a lot. You got a lot going on, man. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. One, one thing I did want to talk about, and, and I think I think you mentioned on the show a little bit earlier, uh, the situation with Hunter Biden, uh, and and also the debates. I mean, that's that's something that uh, that Trump did bring up, uh, and and it's something that I get into a whole lot in Abuse of Power, uh, the the book, um, which. Um, gets into Hunter Biden's deals with, uh, in Ukraine and how that pretty much was just uh, sort of the tip of the iceberg of all the deals, backroom deals that he had. And, of course, we had the Senate report that came out a couple of weeks ago now. But yeah. um, I think what, what's very interesting about that is that that came out just really days before the presidential debate. Um, this, this was a Senate report that was um, – 
months in the making uh, from months-long investigation by two Senate committees, in fact, about yeah. Hunter Biden's assorted deals. Um, but what gets brought up in the debate from Chris Wallace is this um, almost pretty much a nothing burger uh, tax story that had been in the New York Times yeah. a couple of days earlier, <laughs> which which basically alleged at, at it's, its bogus, worst that it's the Trump biggest bogus story. It's the, the biggest bogus yeah. story, and they lied. They lied, and they they know they lied. He paid millions in taxes. He not seven hundred dollars. They're they're idiots, and they're they did this. I mean, it was all an inside job. I mean, just a day before the debate. I mean, come on, man. Like Joe Biden would say, "Come on, man." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the, the the fact that that came up as opposed to the Hunter Biden report, which was a very legitimate story that almost got was was almost ignored. Uh, I I I think what was important on this point, though, is that uh, this is something that um, has. Had um, it not become the issue of impeachment, it might have um, it, it might have lingered a lot more, and it might have gotten some a little bit more coverage. Just because uh, right. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the media decided we're not going to cover that because Trump asked about it, and and we did see during the uh, Democratic primary a lot of Democrats in the uh, that were facing Joe Biden thought that they couldn't ask about it anymore because Trump had asked about it. So so it became this sort of Taboo, and there was a media blackout on it. Uh, but uh, now, now that's not necessarily the case, I don't think. And now Trump, Trump is pushing it to the forefront, as he did in the last debate. Right? No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, and you know, you write in your book. Um, you know, you talk about a lot of interesting things, and I mean, it, it's quite clear. It's quite it's quite um, visible that the fix was in from day one. I mean, they, they planned this. I mean, they, I mean, this was all about protecting and I mean, the, the, you know, and, and Hillary was, was the main orchestrator was, was one of them at least. And I mean, the, she was behind all of this. Look at the news that came out today. I mean, it was a bullshit from day one and everybody bought into it. Think about all the money wasted, 40 million in taxpayer dollars, all these different interviews, all, all these innocent people getting locked up like Roger Stone and Manafort and, you know, in terms of innocent, I'm talking about they weren't getting locked up for stuff they did with Trump. It was other outside crimes, which, you know, are just in certain ways, I'm going to say justifiable. Every case is different, but, you know, I'm just going to say I think they were screwed with a little too much. But, but you know what I mean? I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, the book Abuse of Power it gets into basically that the Wednesday after the 2016 election, uh, there was talk of impeachment. Uh, Democrats wanted him out uh, uh, almost immediately. It started on the fringe uh, side, but eventually more more members of the Progressive Caucus started saying the quiet part out loud. Um, right. Pelosi actually did want to avoid this. She thought it was bad politics. Uh, not, not for any you know, moral reasons or anything. She just thought it was bad politics to go forward with an impeachment and my imperable chances of beating him in but 2020. But she was pressured. Pressured. And uh, Abuse of Power, uh, the, the book, really gets into how uh, some of the people who pressured her were the squad. Uh, the squad did what Maxine Waters uh, and a lot of other Democrats on the far left 
could not do before that, uh, which is just really rattle the base up, get them behind this uh, entire uh, movement. Uh, and and at, at one point, the squad actually played the race card against Pelosi. That's sort of the uh, age-old <laughs> trick of the Democratic Party. Uh, and she got in a public uh, spat with the squad, and uh, as as and, and and it turned out that she ended up losing this battle. Um, Trump, as, as I do point out in the book, Trump probably would have been wiser to uh, step back and let them duke it out amongst each other. Uh, he he yeah. did jump in with a, a tweet uh, about disparaging the squad, and which that gave Pelosi this out, sort of uh, make nice with the squad and be popular among progressives again. Uh, but but then uh, this was this point where determination that if she was going to twist arms as Speaker of the House, she was going to have to twist the arms of the moderates because twisting the arms of the progressives was just going to be too difficult. No, absolutely. No, I, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. I mean, life times are crazy in terms of of what what they're doing, and now now they're saying that they they may try to impeach him again. Because of the Supreme yeah. Court. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, these people are relentless. Right, right. That, yeah, that that is a bizarre thing, and I, I maybe they're going to let up on that uh, with after the case of COVID. I'm not sure, but uh, I guess if passes prologue, not, nothing would stop them uh, if if they think that that would actually uh, force an impeachment and and I mean in or force uh, stall the nomination. In theory, it could. Uh, in theory, uh, if the House passes an impeachment, uh, sends the articles up to the Senate, the Senate is obligated to, on a certain timeline, take up an impeachment right. trial. So, so that that is something that actually could uh, block the confirmation. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, interestingly enough, uh, first she sort of hinted that that's an arrow in their quiver, uh, was her words. Uh, she came back a few days later and said, well, uh, I don't think Trump is worth impeachment. Uh, as I point out in Abuse of Power, uh, the, the book on impeachment, uh, she said he's not worth it uh, back in 2019, in early 2019, uh, but she was just pressured by her caucus. Pelosi completely lost control of her caucus, and in some ways the, the book is as much about her as it is about Trump because it's just about this total collapse of leadership. Right, right. No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, life is um, – and, and just with, 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 with her and, and how she's handling things, she's a child. I mean, she's a child. She is the worst House speaker uh, the history has ever seen. And, you know, I – I just I, I don't know what to think. I mean, this is all political theater. It's all a clown show. And, and do you do you agree with my assessment earlier in terms of they're they're not gonna they're, you don't think the Democrats can succeed and block uh, the not the Supreme Court nominee? Do you? I mean, the Republicans have the vote. Good. I mean, they're going to do everything possible that they can because they're well they're worried about any number of things. Roe v. Wade being their their most sacrosanct. Issue, but, it needs to be abolished. Uh, I mean, sure they're, 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 they're built even, on lies. Right. It needs, needs to be abolished. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, when I say sacrosanct, that's for the Democrats' sacrosanct. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, right, they're also right. thinking about what if the election itself goes to the 
Supreme Court, uh, and and there's a uh, fifth Republican just or it's a six-three Republican appointed majority on there, um, or conservative conservative leaning majority, I should say. Uh, Roberts, you never know about him, uh, but um, but yeah, I, I I do not think uh, there's there's a very good chance about it. I don't want to ever say there's not any chance about anything because I've certainly been proven wrong about those that before. But uh, it seems very, 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 very likely. I think 85, 90% chance that Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed. Before the election? Before the election, I think, yes. Yeah, and you're, you're a D.C. insider. I mean, you know a lot of stuff. I mean, you're, you're a great source of information. I, I love having you on here. We need to get you back on soon. Um, yeah, tell, everybody, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. please follow me on Twitter, at Fred Lucas WH. And uh, you can also uh, read my work uh, uh, at the Daily Signal, uh, dailysignal.com. Uh, also, uh, please get the book, uh, Abuse of Power, Inside the Three-Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. And, Fred, before you go, last question. What's the most controversial sure What's the most um, craziest chapter in that book? Tell everybody, like what the the, the, the topic. Crazy chapter. Um, it might be chapter nine. It might be chapter nine. It's titled "The Trigger," uh, which takes you step by step through the Hunter Biden corruption and uh, shows you, you know, what led to this and and really why uh, um, why Trump would have been inquiring about it. Uh, one, one thing I point out is that the media was actually being fairly responsible on this. You have big stories in the New York Times, the New Yorker, the Washington Post about Hunter Biden's uh, shady dealings. Um, it, considering the amount of media that Donald Trump consumes, that he wouldn't have brought this up with Zelensky during that conversation. And um, there was actually, in fact, there were three days before Trump spoke to Zelensky, there was a Washington Post story all about yeah. Hunter Biden's Burisma deals. So, so um, I mean, but then after after the revelations of a phone call, the whistleblower, and so forth, there was a black immediate blackout about Hunter Biden, and 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 the story became that Trump was just pulling something out of thin air and making up something over about Biden, which is you know, how Adam Schiff phrased it. Yeah, and, and over you know overall, let let me ask you overall, if you could you know we got we got about twenty seconds uh, before I have to go, but overall, if you could tell the audience your book in you know in a, in a in a in a small little nutshell, uh, say. Oh uh, yeah, the, 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 those put uh, that the, the impeachment crusade did not start with Ukraine. Uh, it was it was something that Democrats had pushed uh, with. Numerous rationales. Uh, they tried emoluments. They tried Russia. They tried firing Comey. They finally had to settle on uh, Ukraine when nothing else worked. And and this is how they got there. This is the inside story, the behind the scenes yep. story of what really yep. happened. Yeah, it's so so true. Um, Fred, thank you for being with us. Let's get you back in the next couple of weeks, my friend. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Uh, I'm actually really excited to talk to him. 
He's running against AOC in New York for U.S. Congress. We need to get that female out of there. We've got John Cummings with us. John, how are you? Rory, how are you doing tonight? Good to talk to you. John, it is a, a blessing. It is an honor. It is a privilege. I mean, we need to get rid of this woman. I mean, she is the devil. She is the Antichrist. She is... Um, I mean, I mean, I can go on. I'm not going to get de- I'm not going to get detailed and graphic with my language, but I mean, she. You know what? She's part of the problem. I mean, this woman. You know, her intentions, her morals, her ethics—they're all backwards. But uh, John Cummings, welcome. Uh, your first time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, retired New York City police officer. Uh, just stopped a 22-year teaching career. Uh, to continue on with this campaign, I realized that I couldn't pick it up every day at 2.30. I have to campaign full-time, so that's what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, and it's been going extremely, extremely well. Uh, as I have said since the beginning of this campaign, this, this is a heavily Democrat district. It's not a heavily socialist district. There's a lot of union people, There's a lot of people who like their 401Ks, I like their health insurance uh, they don't want to defund the police. They don't want to ban charter schools. And uh, they really, really like my message over hers. And the other part of her whole persona is that she's never here because she has created this national persona for herself. She could care less about New York 14. And that really goes a long way when you talk to the people in the district. She's absent. Yeah. Oh, she is. Oh, and and you know what? You bring up a good point because there's a lot of people that say, oh, she doesn't live here. She doesn't live in her area. It's all fake. She, she's a phony, and, and, and that's fraud. I mean, that really is. Yeah, and one of the things that, that really ticked people off was that she misrepresented who she was. You know, we have a we have an advertisement that that's played all the She's time a here. And, and, and I met, yeah, I mentioned I mentioned that you know she made it out to be like she was Jenny from the Block, and she can't find the Block, and that's really the truth. You know, she she made it out like she was born and raised here, and then we of course we found out that she grew up in the suburbs. So right. people really resented that. You know, they don't nobody likes to be played like yeah. that. And especially and I people from the, I wonder what she did for tips, man. I wonder what she did for tips. Sorry, uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Even, I, I won't, it, it, my, my mind's in the gutter. I won't go there. Sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> quite all right. But you know, people people from the Bronx and Queens don't don't take too kindly to that. People who misrepresent themselves. So that kind of burned some bridges initially. Uh, but ever since then, like I said, she's really been absent, and, and uh, she quite regularly uh, blows off. You know, community associations, civic associations, fraternal organizations. She doesn't answer anybody's calls. We recently had an issue here where the American Legion tried to contact her about possibly helping out with the funding of mailing packages over to guys in Afghanistan, the troops in Afghanistan, and, and her office never even answered the call. So my campaign ponied up a couple of grand and paid for all the packages. So, you know, it's just that sort of thing. She's absent. She's not interested in the district. She's interested in this in this huge profile that she has created. Uh, and, you know, our whole campaign, it, our slogan is I am you. I live in the district. I work in the district. I bank in the district. I live the life that the people in the district live. And she doesn't now, and she never has. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing, and it's mind-blowing. I mean, I, I know who she – I think she beat – Who'd she beat? She beat somebody that was like a, yeah, yeah, he was like a, 
he was well. What happened? He was. He was. He was in for eleven terms, and she caught he him in actually, the primary. He, he could have been the next. He could have been the next House Speaker. Apparently, that's what they said. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was certainly in line for it. And about what happened was, uh, he didn't really pay much attention to her. There are two hundred and thirty thousand registered voters in the district. About two hundred thousand are Democrats. So there was two hundred thousand eligible voters for the primary that she beat him in, and she beat him sixteen thousand to fourteen thousand. So only 30,000 people voted in the primary. The Republicans didn't even have anybody ready to go for November in the general because nobody ever thought that she was going to be Crowley, and Crowley was viewed as unbeatable, and she beat him. So that was really my push into politics. My students had been after me for years to get into politics. I said, Mr. Cummings, you know this stuff. Why don't you just run? And I never thought I could be Crowley. Well, once she won, they said, you know, now you got to run. So I got into it, and here we are. You know, we're just uh, four weeks away. The campaign has been unbelievable. We've raised more money than any non-incumbent in the country. Um, wow. It, 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 yeah, it, it's gone just unbelievably well. And for a Republican to raise this kind of money in New York is just unheard of. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, I I, I praise you. I, ad- I admire you. I, I think you're doing a phenomenal job, you know. And we need people like you with that expertise, with that talent, with that knowledge, with that resume, serving the American people. I mean, this, this, oh, is, thank what, you. this, yeah. is, what Ameri- this is what America is about, John. I mean, I've seen some of your videos, John, of you with supporters. I mean, you're, you're devoted, you're dedicated, you're, you're loving, um, you're sincere. Um, and AOC just disappears and, you know, wants, wants, wants to be a media whore. And just be in front of the camera all the time, you know? Yeah, and I'm not a politician. Uh, we, we've talked about this for quite some time in this campaign. You know, it's do you want service or do you want stardom? That's really that's really the contrast. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I was involved in a, in a neighborhood cleanup. We were sweeping under one of the elevated trains on one of the very busy streets in the district, and that was the same day that Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez put out her 15-minute makeup video. That was the rage on YouTube. So we had a lot of fun with that on social media, saying you want service and me with the, you know, sweeping up the garbage and against stardom with her doing her makeup video. So we got a lot of mileage out of that. So it was uh, it was quite appropriate. No, I love it. I, lo- I love it. And, and, you know, so let me ask you this. What what is like the out? outreach like the outpouring i mean just the responses i mean like in terms of like the community i mean how, how, what kind of reactions i mean obviously new york is is in a lot of trouble um so i'm wondering you know are people even democrats i mean it's, it's more about common sense than it is parties yeah, it sure is, and, and you know, like I said at the beginning, this hey, is a I heavily think, Democrat John, I think district. Yeah. Echo, John, I think John, there's an echo in the background. That might be on your end. I don't know. Yeah, I could lower this a little, I guess. Um, it's it's not a heavily let, socialist let district. Now. A lot of a lot let, of Democrats. Let me but. see if I'm let me see if I'm still echoing. All right. Yeah, something. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm echoing. It's weird. That's all right. Um, I got you good. I hear you fine. So as as you as you were saying though, you know Yeah, it's it's a heavily democrat district. It's not a heavily socialist district and, and you know, people are gonna cross party lines here. I've had people walk up to me, Rory, and said, You know what, I've never voted a Republican in my life, but I'm not voting for her. And this happens 
dozens of times a day. It's, the reception has been tremendous. Um, and we're, it looks like we're going to get some union backing, and I don't mean just police unions. Of course I'm going to get the police unions. I was a police officer. Uh, we're going to get trade unions. Now, as you know, historically, tr- trade unions don't back Republicans. Looks like we're going to get some good trade union endorsements down the stretch here, and that will really set them on their ear. I'm telling you, when you know, when the Democrats see a Republican getting endorsements of trade unions, that's really going to rattle some cages. No, absolutely. And, and, I mean, we need to come to the reality, and I think a lot of people are, that it's not even about Republican-Democrat. It's about common sense. I mean, if you walk around New York City, it looks like a third-world country. I'm from Seattle. You know, I, I've lived in, you know, um, Arizona, California for a long time. Uh, but if you go – and I, I, I live in Palm Springs, California, which is very Republican, very clean – uh, probably the only Republican area in California. But if you go look at places like my hometown of Seattle, it's like New York. Third world country, liberalism, communism, uh, defunding the police. It's awful. Yeah, Manhattan has actually gotten spooky. You know, it's, it's nobody's down there. Nobody's working. Uh, that's actually uh, more, I think, more blighted than the boroughs are. The problem in the boroughs is crime. Uh, the defunding of the police is is something that is beyond outrageous, and you know the congresswoman said that we need to experiment, and I politely pointed out to her that I was part of the last experiment when they underfunded the police back in the 80s, when we were doing over 2,000 murders a year. I was part of that, and then Mayor Giuliani came in, and Bloomberg followed him, and they got the budget uh, for the police department from 5% of the entire budget up to 8% of the entire budget. And you went from 2,245 murders down to 295. Now they've dialed the budget back to 6% of the entire city budget, and they'd like it to go to 3 uh, Some people like Congressman Ocasio-Cortez would like to eliminate the police completely, if you can believe that. And when asked what she thought that would be like, what the city would be like without police, she said it would be like the suburbs. I'll just leave that one there. Think about that one for a while. That's, I mean, I, seems, you can't make it up. Yeah. I, no. And, and how, you know, here, here's my main question. You know, in terms of what what these, these cities are enduring, I mean, I imagine you run into just people that, I mean, they don't, even, they don't even know how to even react. What all the crime I mean you were a cop You know you know exactly uh, How NYPD uh, Is the most powerful Force in the you know in the United States Or if not in the world Uh, But now they're getting you know uh, Funding funding cuts Uh, Crime is as bad As it was what was in the 80s I mean you I mean you can Speak on this yourself I mean it's, It's really getting dangerous isn't it It's turning into Chicago and the problem is is that nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. You know, I'm on the street. I'm talking to voters. I'm talking to citizens. doesn't matter race, creed, color, ethnicity. Nobody wants fewer police. Nobody wants unsafe streets, particularly in New York. I mean, New York is the largest, like you said, it's the largest police department in the country, 36,000 officers. I'll give you a great statistic that I read the other day. In, in 2018, the New York City Police Department responded to over 6 million jobs. That's 6 million jobs. And there were yeah. only 17, 17 adversarial shootings, meaning shootouts. 17 out of 6 million jobs. 
so that's really all you need to know about how and, well and, this and, department functions. It's unbelievable. And they wanted and, and to fund John, it. You know, yeah, and John, you know what I'm reading? I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of officers daily resigning because they they're not allowed to do their job because you got idiots like de Blasio, Big Bird, telling them what they can and can't do. I mean, let them do their job. Holy shit. Yeah, the retirements, the retirements are just off the hook. There are also guys just resigning and heading to other locations to stay in law enforcement, but just to go to better locales, better pay, and certainly much better support from the administrations that hire you in the first place, and it's certainly non-existent here. Um, but the, the, the fund, the police movement, has really has people on the run, and, and of course it it really affects the people that they claim, the left claims that they want to protect the most, and that's, that's communities dominated by people of color. Another great stat I read the other day, in the first six months of 2020, there were 519 shootings, more shootings, in the first six months than last year. So 519 more shootings in the first six months of 2020. 95% of the people who were shot were people of color. 95%. So who are you, who are you protecting by defunding the police? It's just it's mind-boggling. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I wanted to ask you, have you seen any polling, uh, uh, you matching up with AOC? Like, is there anything out there? Yeah, we, we did some polling and legit polling, too. You know, not the ones you see in the media where they stack the deck. Right. This was legit polling from a legit we source. We need to get her the hell out of there. She needs to go back yeah, to the I, bar and start, you know, uh, doing extra things for tips. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. That's a, so, so Mind so in the gutter. That's all right. Go ahead. That's our... Our polling, which is I mean, it's about three weeks old now, um, but amongst uh, voters who consider themselves informed voters, we were down eight points. And at that point, only 28% of the people who were polled had seen our commercials. And now with the blitz that we put on between digital media and television, uh, that's probably up around 50, 50% now. So that number, I'm sure, has tightened. And uh, they're still not paying much attention to us, which is fine. I hope they don't pay any attention to us. We did challenge the congresswoman to a series of debates. We challenged her to six debates. The first one was supposed to have been tonight. Um, They informed someone else, not my campaign. They informed the people who were hosting the debate that they would not be not be there they would not be attending any debates they will do and they will do anything that they want to do they're going to do virtually they will not do anything live because of the covid meanwhile i spoke i spoke at a community association meeting which is where the debate was supposed to be tonight and it was you know people were spaced but it was a good crowd uh, it would have been a great place for a debate but she will not do any live debating before election day oh my god i mean what what you know what? It should be mandatory. I mean, the, the, the voters deserve to know the facts and what's going on. I mean, for a politician to say, oh, I'm not going to attend, I think that's bullshit. I think you should be required because you're working for we the people. We want to know the, the results. We don't want to hear your shit on freaking TV. Like, come on. I mean, I'm sure you have dirt on her, too. I'm sure there's so much. Can you, can you share some of it with us? Yeah, no, we we have you know what 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 the most amazing thing about the congressman is if you go and look from when she grad she graduated college in about 2012, right? Because she's 30. The yeah. the group that backed her, whoever they may be, you know, everybody has ideas. Whoever backed her, they scrubbed I'm pretty, I'm everything sure about her on the internet. Yeah. 
every the, everything that was on her on the internet. Now you think about when she was in college. She was in college in 2012. That was like at the height of Facebook on college campuses. There isn't a shred of anything on social media other than that video of her dancing around the roof at BU. There is nothing, not one picture of her at any party or anything, which is just mind-boggling. So they knew before they ever even got her onto this pedestal that they were going to make sure that nobody found out anything about her background, and nobody did. Well, her personal life, I guarantee you, I, I know. I mean, I mean, you know what, and, and I'm not going to expect you to respond to this, because, you know, you're running against her, I don't want to cause you any problems. But just from looking at her, and just from, I knew somebody that actually grew up with her, she was very promiscuous. Very promiscuous, and that there's no shock why, why they're hiding so many photos. I mean, this, this, I mean she, she okay, she got a degree from a decent college, but she was a freaking attention seeker, if you know what I mean. Daddy issues. I'm not going to go any further than that. I, I can get very detailed with my words, but I'm going to refrain. I'm going to be appropriate here. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, you know, it's um. I, I just hate uh, how she's pretty much hijacked the Democratic Party. I mean, she, in a lot of ways, is bossing around, you know, people like Pelosi and people like Schumer. Um, and they're, they're letting it happen. It actually make, makes them look like the biggest wimps on earth. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because what was the the Democrat establishment, they're afraid of this new wing, this new socialist wing. They're afraid of them. They're very well funded, and they're afraid if they don't play along that they'll be out. And you know what? They're going to be out anyway because they're all going to get challenged eventually. That happened here. It happened with Crowley first. It just happened with Elliot Engel, who's in the neighboring district. He was there forever. He got primaried out. They're going to, they're going to take that Democrat Party down, the old establishment Democrats. They're going to make it the Democrat Socialists of America, which is what they are, the DSA. That's who they are. That's what their mailings are. So, you know, it'll be the DSA against... The Republicans, and I think the Republicans will win almost every time because what you're looking at is basically a very simple election. It's liberty versus socialism. It's big government yeah, John, versus I, freedom. That's what it is. Exactly. Hey, John, do you think Trump will win New York? I think that's going to be tough. I think he's going to do a lot better than people think because I think he's going to do right. much better with the African-American and Latino communities than people think. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's going to be tough. I mean, there, there are still a, a large number of people here who just go and, you know, vote straight down the D, you know, straight down the line. They don't even yeah. look at who's on just the ballot. They vote for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I that, mean, it's, just, it's unbelievable. That's always an issue, no doubt about that. I mean, they don't even do their research. Oh, these Democrats, well, let's vote for another dick. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, you know, I, I don't get so these we'll, people. I mean, how did they learn? No. How did they learn? No. Well, I think people are starting to wake up, and I think that really made your point. I think that's why how President Trump has really picked up his numbers, like I said, particularly with the African-Americans and the Hispanic communities. He's going to do much better there because people have, have awakened, uh, and I think they just have gotten tired of the same old playbook from the Democrats. Right. And I think, I think the lurch to the left um, really, really woke them up as well. Uh, one of the big right. things here on the ground in the district is that um, – the congresswoman, along with Bernie Sanders and that hard socialist, they want to ban, ban they want to ban charter schools. 
And that's oh, a no, big no, issue here. That's the worst. And I've always said, you know, John, I think the future of education, I think we need more trade schools. We need more charter schools. We need people to explore their talents. We need people to go practice trade so when they come out, they're ready to go get a high-paying job, unlike these universities that offer useless degrees. Yeah, we've talked about that in our campaign as well. One of the things that we talked about was actually, and I, I taught in Catholic school for 22 years, like I said, and one of the things that hey, we man, were talking Catholic about. Me, buddy. I, was, I went to Catholic grade school and high school. My fellow brothers. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and, and the, school I, the school I taught in was 88% minority, and one of the things that we talked to uh, some of the union people about was perhaps setting up a vocational training in the Catholic schools and have them as feeders into the unions rather than just yeah. focus on college. Far too many kids in this country go to college. They, they have no business in college, and they have real no, really no interest in college, but they're pushed right. by their high schools into college because they say that's the only way to be effective in society, and that's not true. You know, if you come out with a craft, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just as good. Believe me, I mean, we have an old joke in my family. We have people with law degrees. We have people with master's degrees. We have people with doctorates. Yeah. Something, something breaks, i got to call somebody. You know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, I tell my students all the time. I get them beginning of senior year. I say, guys, you got five years to get a marketable skill. That's what you got. doesn't matter what it is as long as it's legal. you got five years to get a marketable, marketable skill. There's not enough emphasis on that in this country. Amen. Amen. John, you, you are an amazing guest. You're an amazing human. Uh, I admire you. I, I am praying for you. I am rooting for you. I am uh, a, a huge fan. Uh, you're a hero. Um, I want to get you back here as a regular on a weekly basis. Uh, and, you so, know, just like your friend Joe Murray. Joe, Joe joins us every week, and we, we love Joe. So, um, John, um, tell everybody Joe's a good, where they can connect with you and donate and, and, and uh, get involved. Yeah, we are at Cummings2020.com, Cummings2020.com. we got four weeks to go. We're on, on the street every day. Uh, having a lot of fun getting out and reaching people and 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 we're going to we're going to beat her on November 3rd. We're going to take her out and hopefully uh, we can get her a new job as a as a co-host on the View starting January 4th. How's that sound? <laughs> well, she she be great with Joy Mayar. Oh, Joy Mayar. Yep. I'm so sick of those. And they got all them idiots fucking with me. Uh, you know, you got you got the info Megan McCain. You got who else? You got all these this is the dumbest show I think on television. I mean, these people, I don't even have to know how they're still on after 20 years. But, John, um, we'll see you back next week, okay? All right. Thanks, Larry. Take care of yourself. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A real pleasure. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Uh, I want to go to the current expert and best-selling author, Carlo Cavazzini. Carlo, I'm sure you got a lot on your mind. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, do I have a lot on my mind. I, um... I just want to touch on a couple things real quick before I get into my main point. Western New York, where I originate, has a ton of people that are hardcore Republican. Uh, sooner yeah, or later, absolutely. New York State. Yeah, sooner or later, New York right, State right, is, is going to flip. You go in the city is where you get all these idiot liberals, but if you go to the suburbs. If you go to the outskirts, you're going to see a lot of Republicans. I, I, I know a lot of people in upstate New York, and that's, it's all Republicans. Yeah, I mean, and people are really getting upset with what Cuomo's doing. Uh, they're, they're on the verge of uh, a, a total uprising in New York. 
uh, it, it's just gotten unbearable from what my friends are telling me. And uh, also, tomorrow there's going to be a uh, Department of Justice virtual press conference on a matter of national security. And it's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm sure something is about to pop uh, when I saw this. Uh, so let's hope that it's, that it's something good. Yeah. Now, Hunter, Hunter Biden. Uh, Cocaine Hunter. We... Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is...
Right. Christopher Baldy, who writes The Baldy World, has documented yeah. that 2 million-plus people have been targeted at soft spots over the world, with 50,000 of them being in the U.S. Who the hell are these people? Where are the government and they working? And why are they still in the government? Uh, why are they allowed to walk as free people? That's true. It's true. It's like it's like they're protected. Like they're they're immune to anything. Like they don't you know they don't have any sort of accountability or any responsibility. I mean these people uh, they are they are the evil of all evil. And if they're guilty of one thing, they're guilty of millions of things. We just haven't found out about it yet. There's going to be more revelations. Oh, absolutely. You know, and Joe just went along with the chat I was thinking. You know, he probably thought, hey, what a great bunch of people there to help my son succeed and make something of himself. What has he ever done to make something of himself? We all know that Hunter never did anything good to better himself from drugs to the military. Yep, yep. He got booted out with a dishonorable discharge, and who knows what else he's about. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden is next deep. Uh, along with the mayor of Moscow's wife, adding to the grand total. And you touched on that earlier. Uh, there's a big article on WND.com, and it's there for everybody to see. This, this is just not made-up news. This is not something that CNN and MSLSD and the rest of the trash news story, yeah, you caught that, uh, it, it, uh, is out there putting out about about Trump. Uh, they can't wash yeah. this away. Uh, Trump has beat everything that they have thrown at him, and I really, I really think there is going to be a uh, a tidal wave, a red tidal wave, come November third. I don't think there's going to be any question of whether. Uh, Trump wins this election or not, you know, and and I've noticed going into the stores and stuff, people are already starting to hoard to- toilet paper, paper towels, alcohol, um, not necessarily the kind you can drink, but, you know, I'm sure they're stockpiling that too, uh, because they all think a civil war is going to be coming, and you know, if, if things don't if things don't come out right, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be a lot of people up in arms, and I'm not saying that as just a term for being upset. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. And I and I was talking to a friend the other day about this, and you're absolutely right, Carlo. Uh, if if who regardless who wins, regardless. There's going to be a civil war in the street, and it's going to get bloody. It's not going to be pleasant. It's probably going to be the worst war we've ever seen. Well, you know, the only good part is the people on the left, uh, though there are some extremists there who probably have some type of military training, most of them are a bunch of asshats who couldn't, uh, you know, dig a foxhole quick enough to get out of the line of fire. Most of them probably don't know how to use the firearm. And right. there's so many people in this country who know how to use and operate firearms, 
and they're not liberals. They're not liberals. Right. Uh, they no, they are people that will that will stand up for this country. And if Nancy Pelosi thinks for one minute she's going to sit in the White House as the uh, commander in chief, she's got another thing coming. Uh, that will not happen. I hope the military steps up and keeps her from taking that seat. And I hope the military, uh, you know, anything that the Democrats do to cause an uprising, I hope the military walks away and backs the patriots and the Constitution of the United States like they were told to do. And the cops are doing it now. Uh, Amen. Amen. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. And uh, people, um, I I always love you joining us. I'm going to close out the show with our last guest, but people can find you at cabinduticrime.com. You can find Carlo Cavazzuti on Twitter, Facebook. He's everywhere. He's doing a lot of big things. You can find his columns on the Internet, a lot of his books. Uh, Carlo, I love you, man. Always, always good having you here, man. Good friend of mine. Uh, thank you, man, for joining us. Well, thank you, my brother. And, you know, I always got your back. All righty, buddy. Um, I want to close out the show. I want to go to uh, Activist, Equitol, Middleton, Equitol. Quince's advice. What's up, buddy? I know you probably had some thoughts to close out the show. It's on your mind. Are you there? Hello? Yeah, I don't know. Call has dropped. Well, anyways, um, guys, it's been quite the night. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I will see you all on Thursday. Until then, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.